Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Where are the low-value men? Like, what are, what are all the low-value men up to during these trying times? Because the high-value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low-value men I have not heard a word out of. I'm sorry to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low-value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low-value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's That's hot. All right, I haven't seen, I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. Oh shit, what's up everybody? If you're watching, you just saw my fancy new wipe. I've been dicking around with Streamlabs. Not that you care, but welcome to the show, everybody. It is uh, the 35th episode of Low Value Mail on this October 11th, 2022, 2022, the year of our Lord. And we got a we got a banger of a show for you this evening. Um, it is. We're doing another conspiracy episode. It's the conspiracy episode Part three. And let me tell you, the people upstairs, they said, Danny, you cannot do this. And when I say people, who am I talking about? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what people, mysterious, mysterious people up there. Uh, But they said it couldn't be done. And I said, God damn it. It must be. So here we are. We got a fun, fun show for you this evening. A few things to get out of the way, as always. We got an after show, patreon.com slash low value mail, support the show. You get bonus content, merch discounts, vote on topics, all sorts of shit. You can even sponsor one of these shows. It's people have done it. Like if you heard that we have our low value sponsors, sign up. You got a side gig, sponsor the show. How long am I going to be doing it for? I don't know. Help me get to 500 subscribers. Once we hit that, we're going to do a daytime show. So there's going to be the nighttime show. There's going to be the daytime show. It's going to be good shit. Uh, As always, I'm also giving away 100, not 100. I'm giving away a channel membership, the YouTube channel membership at 100 likes. Hit the like button. Uh, it helps with all the algorithm and stuff. And then another thing, uh, next week, I'm going to be in, I want to say I'm going to be in Charlotte or Raleigh, North Carolina. One of those two places. I'm going to be there, so there's no show next week. Uh, there's no bathhouse this week either or next week. So you get nothing this week, and this is all you get from me this week. So uh, go hang out with your loved ones. Go outside. Pet a dog or something. I don't know. Do stuff. But no episode next week. And also the bathhouse and female dating strategy are now on Spotify. So if you want to listen to them, you can listen to them. You'll get them early if you sign up for the Patreon. But if you don't care, if you're, you got a backlog, then don't sign up for the Patreon. Just listen to them on Spotify. Uh, all right. Let's get down to it. The conspiracy episode. And before I get into it, so we got we had a call last week because, uh, you know, sometimes people leave voice messages and uh, it's all just me doing this shit. So I miss stuff. So we got we got this with this voicemail that was left for me. Hey, Danny, I wanted you to wish me luck. I'm having colon surgery tomorrow, having my colostomy reversed 
which is the uh, good direction, of course. Uh, the, I'm having surgery in San Francisco. Um, really good hospital, but I'm worried about their COVID policy and the silly hoops that they want me to jump through. There's a little story to that I'd like to tell you, but got your voicemail. Anyway, my name's Ed. Having surgery tomorrow. Wish me luck. Thank you. All right, that was Ed. Um, and Ed, I texted Ed, and Ed died in surgery, everybody. So that's a bummer. No, I'm kidding. Ed, uh, I just texted Ed. Ed's feeling great. He made it. Uh, he says the the, the, the bum hole is working A-plus thanks to that American medicine. <laughs> yeah, Ed's, Ed's feeling good. So I just wanted to play that, uh, say what's up, Ed. And then I'm going to read an email, and then we're going to get into the shit because I keep forgetting to read the emails, and then I get caught up in the episode. We're going to be joined by uh, my buddy Siraj is going to call in in a bit. We're talking about conspiracies. I know we got some conspiracies. The Goob, shout out to The Goob, uh, who, if you have been a Patreon subscriber, so we've been getting into the Peter Shickley shit, which I will talk about because it's a conspiracy episode, and if that's not a conspiracy, I don't know what the fuck is. Uh, But The Goob, we've been doing a little thing. So The Goob is is starting to do stand-up, or it does stand up, kind of is doing stand up or whatever. So then uh, he's been filming his sets, and then we watch him in the Patreon. And uh, we, we, you know, I've been giving him some constructive criticism. I honestly think I've made him better. I honestly think I've made the goob 100% better as a comedian in two short weeks. I feel like this is an infomercial, but I would never, never encourage anybody to throw your life away by doing stand up comedy. So uh, we're going to read an email. This email was from a few weeks ago. It was the dating horror stories. I got to get to it. By the way, we read a crazy email at the end of last week's Patreon episode. If you were listening, this thing was mental. If you go subscribe to the low value mail clips channel on YouTube, which is all where all clips will be going from now on. I'm actually going to put, I never put Patreon content up, but I'm going to put this letter up uh, because it was so mental. How meant it just, it was about this wedding dress. The whole thing was crazy. So, and this guy's mom kept getting scammed by like, he, she was dating 10 scammers at the same time. It was nuts. If you were watching or listening, you know what I'm talking about. But if you aren't or weren't, you don't. Anyways, this email from Eric. It says, hey, Danny, many years ago, I was with a girl for about five months. We got really close really quickly and got engaged. I know it was stupid. I was young and on drugs, and so was she. We were both on drugs when we met. She had a super-duper credit card of some sort, which she pulled out in a week of dating. Over the next four to five months, we spent about 50000 Australian dollars on it, which are, uh, I guess, regular dollars. I don't know, which actually maxed it out. As soon as it maxed out, she got a very panicky phone call from mother, which she took in the bedroom. Anyway, when she came out, she was shaking and told me that it wasn't her key card. I guess key card is Australian for credit card. Obviously, she was a drug addict who, on her first date, told me she needed to go to a job interview, which turned out being a strip club called Bad Girls, which was the perfect name because these chicks were terrible and sit there while she gave them a demonstration of what she could do, which was little more than nod off and dribble on herself. I guess she was into some sort of... Painkillers. It was her family's key card, and she was told only to use it in an extreme emergency and only if it was a few hundred dollars. Otherwise, ring them first. We had just spent south of 50 grand. This is where she screwed me over. I had never used the card, I had never touched the card, but she had told her mother that I was her fiance and I had got her addicted to drugs and made her spend the money. At this point, all I knew about her family at this point was that they were from a mining town at the top of Queensland. The father was six foot three, used to be a butcher, and would chop up his own cows. 
That doesn't sound good. Hey, uh, her brother was a pretty well-known kickboxer for the area who used to kick steel poles with his shins to always be fight ready. This sounds scary. I asked what they were going to do about it. She said they were in the car and on their way down to kill us. I asked her what we should do. She said, I'll stay here in the flat that they were paying for, mind you, and said to me, I should go to a friend of mine's flat because they would actually kill me. About 12 hours later, there was a knock on the door at the place I was staying. I was there alone, so I looked at the front window, and her brother was standing out there. He was a big boy holding a tire iron, which is about the size of about 10 crowbars, something I couldn't even have lifted. He came to the door and started pounding and said, come outside. I thought, I don't want to go outside and get killed. So I said, no, you just come in. He said, I'm not comfortable coming into your house without your friend being home who owns it. Weird that that's his, his main issue. He goes, I'd like the owner to be here when I murder you. I said, no, it's all right. I'm not coming out. If you want uh, me, you're going to have to come in, which he did at this point, And it wasn't he wasn't going to hit me. Uh, it was how bad is this going to hurt? He swung the tire on behind his back. And before he swung it, he dropped to his knees and almost started crying, saying, you ruined my sister's life. What have you done? I ended up having to pick him up and dust him off, put my arm around him and tell him everything's going to be all right. When he got himself together, he ran out the front door, jumped in the car, and drove off. I never saw her or her family ever again. Not one word that was 22 years ago. I do realize that I am the in-law from hell in this story. Oh, I guess it was the in-law, not dating horror stories. But what are you going to do? Pretty enjoyable five months overall. I wish I knew how to ring in from Australia, bring up low-value situations, and not only have I done it, it's where I thrive. I was an H addict for 21 years and have been clean for over a year. Damn, dude. That sounds crazy to be a heroin addict for 20. That seems like tough. A heroin addict for 20 years and then you've only been clean for a year. Well, keep at it. Uh, that sounds pretty fucking rough. Um, and that does sound like like a nightmare situation. But you sound... I can't tell. He doesn't make himself out like he was really the nightmare in this situation. But uh, I guess it just, you know, it's his side of the story. But considering he listens to the show and it is obviously a low value show, we're going to have to assume he was, in fact, the nightmare in the situation. So topic at hand, we got conspiracies. They someone says the goob, he spent 50K. They spent 50K. I mean, she spent 50K. It was her dad's money. The butcher. They fucked around. Uh, I mean, it all sounds very scary. Uh, someone's calling, but the phone lines are not open. So chill out for a few minutes. I want to get through a couple things, um, and then and then we'll get to it. So I always forget to turn the ringer off. Here's the thing that you don't know about this show, and here's the thing. You probably don't care, but I always forget to turn the ringer off, and then my phone is also my alarm, and then sometimes the next day I sleep in accidentally because I forget to turn the ringer back on. But why would you care? So, the conspiracy episode. And what's a conspiracy without us talking about my people, the Jews, the Jews? It was Yom Kippur last week, um, if, if anybody celebrated that. I don't really. You're supposed to fast. I did actually just because I was fasting otherwise uh, outside of it. I just was, I met some guy. I talked about this last week. And by the way, if you're tuning in because you think that there's going to be big jugs every week, it was a one-time deal. Although, who knows? Maybe they'll be back. I feel like it's such a waste. They're $400. This is the Jew in me talking, by the way. They're $400 almost. And now they're just, I wore them once and what, they just sit in the closet? Probably be the Halloween costume this year. They almost have to be the Halloween costume this year. I guess I could be a Canadian shop teacher, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm not Polish, someone says. No, I'm. my parents are from Russia. And uh, but yes, so 
Kanye West decided a few days ago that he'd had enough of the Jews. He said, you know what? The Jews have been fucking up my shit for too long. He, he goes and he tweets, and this is pretty late. He goes, I was like, I can't remember, what, a few days ago now. He's now uh, locked out of his Twitter and his Instagram account, which it's funny. So this is his tweet. If you somehow miss it, he goes, I'm a bit sleepy tonight. But when I wake up, I'm going Death Con. I believe it's Death Calm, but he goes, I'm going Death Con 3 on Jewish people. That's what he said. He goes, I'm going Death Con 3, which then this whole debate on Twitter starts going because people are like, oh, Death Con 3 is actually good. That's just the normal state of affairs is Death Con 3. Death Con 1 is like pure peace and never gets to that. And then Death Con 5, I guess, is like nuclear war. So everybody's like, ow. DEFCON 3 is actually not that bad or whatever. But anyways, he goes, but he didn't say DEFCON. Or no, sorry, not DEFCOM. It's DEF, DEF, Defense, DEFCON 3 on the Jewish people. And then he said, the funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me. You guys as in the uh, triple brackets people, if you know what I mean. YouTube, please don't ban me. I'm Jewish. I am allowed to talk about this. And he goes, you guys have toyed with me. And tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. Which I'm sure there's certainly instances of this in, in the past. Um, what was that Norm MacDonald desk joke from SNL with Marlon Brando? Uh, uh, Marlon, I, I'm going to butcher this, but Marlon Brando said how the Jews run Hollywood. And then he apologized. And he goes, Marlon Brando apologized. And then the Jewish people uh, responded by letting him work again. Something like that. I, I don't think I got it too bad. But, uh, yeah, he did say that. He goes, it's, it's, he's going Death Con. It's game over on the Jews. That was another thing that he said. Death Con. Game over for the Jews. Um, which I will tell you that there is, a, there is a bit of animosity, especially in New York City. I mean, obviously there is in general towards the Jews. But in New York City, among the blacks and the Jews, uh, there is a bit of animosity. People say it's because the Jews are their landlords. So who likes their landlord? I mean, I can attest to that, to be to be perfectly honest. But then he gets locked out, and you know, because, you know, he gets locked out of his account, which it only makes the conspiracy people go crazy because they go, see, talk shit about the Jews. All of a sudden, your fucking Twitter and Instagram doesn't work. Um, but the funny thing is, is like he he had these this two part interview on Tucker. Tucker Carlson interviewed him, which I watched a little bit of them. And it's funny with like. Political, the very like political outlets, you know, the CNNs, they're always looking to claim somebody. They go and they just need bodies. Right. And the higher profile, the better. So like like on the left, the big one was the guy who was like, I don't even know his name. He was a Jewish guy, though. Conspiracy. I don't know. But he was this Jewish guy who was a big Trumper. And then he goes, I've I've seen the air of my ways. Trump is the worst thing that's ever happened to the world. He's a fascist and blah, blah, blah. So I'm now I'm a liberal. And then all of a sudden they go, they are literally like putting this guy up on this pedestal being like, see, this guy's the greatest. He's the best. And we're going to use him. But he was nobody. Kanye West for the conservatives who probably there's no shortage of Tucker Carlson viewers who are like that smut that 
Kanye said forever they were like the demonic rap music, even though Kanye's like a Christian, but he was, you know, he was in the rap world. He was talking about having orgies and doing all sorts of shit. And then the moment he comes over to their side, they love him. Um, but he he gave this two hour interview, and then these outtakes have come out. There's these, I guess Tucker Carlson decided to uh leave them out of the thing, but he, yay, yay. Is that what we call him now? We don't call he's he's not referred to as Yeezy. I call him Kanye West because that's that's what I know him as. Um but he was going in on on some shit because you know he wore the White Lives Matter. By the way, go check out my YouTube. I made a funny White Lives Matter sketch. It bombed because I'm not good at thumbnails and stuff. But um I thought it was funny. But uh so there's <laughs> there's a couple clips that they uh edited out between old Tuck. And yay, and yay. So I guess he's just going full black Israelite. That's his deal, which shout out to Ryan Long, who literally called this exactly. Uh, but he said that he he said that Diddy was controlled by the Jews, P. Diddy. Um, and he said, uh, he said, when I say Jew, this is the thing, he goes, in his interview with Carlson, yay said that Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, a known eugenicist, which is true, as he puts it, uh, created Planned Parenthood with the KKK to control the Jew population. And I read this and I go, really? I don't remember that part where they were worried about Jews having not enough abortions. But then he goes, when I say Jew, I mean the 12 lost tribes of Judah, the blood of Christ, who the people known as the race black really are. Yeah, this is who our people are, the blood of Christ. This, as a Christian, is my belief. Now, I personally, so shout out to Chad in the chat, because uh, I believe we talked about the black Israelites at some point, and there's there's some really funny, the black Israelites are kind of, they are kind of funny. I like seeing them in public, because they are the most antagonistic people, generally, in public. Like, they're, they're trying to give you pamphlets, but they, they're yelling at you while they do it. They're like, you white, they have no problem just being like, you white devil scum, want a pamphlet? Would you like a pamphlet? So, anyways, yay is, uh, and you, you know, not to be stereotyping or anything, but you got to think that someone like Kanye West with all his dealings has probably a lot of Jewish associates in the entertainment industry, the music industry, the garment industry. The garment industry is full of Jews. That's so. I I, I don't uh, I don't really know what to make of it. He sounds like my girlfriend, who's um, she she's a therapist and she has a very high EQ, I would say. And she watched a bit of this Tucker Carlson. She goes, "That he's lost it. He has lost it." And it's hard not to disagree with her. Um. Because you just he says something, and you're like, where are you going with this? Now, the question is, do the Jews, Because and this is another thing, too. He gets kicked off of these things, and people go, see, Jews, right? And then, but now the question is, okay, so what kind of repercussions is he going to have in his business dealings, right? I don't know if there's anything that can really be taken away from him. I imagine there is. Like, Adidas makes the Yeezys and stuff, as far as I understand. Are Yeezys going to disappear? Are because he's going like this. What Kanye is doing, and maybe he's he's being an artist about this, and maybe he's trying to prove some sort of point, and he's not totally lost his mind. 
But what he is doing, like if you are a white guy, specifically a white guy, in any sort of position of power, and you want to say, hey, I would like to throw everything away in the shortest period possible. Like, I would like to just literally throw my entire life's work, everything I've worked for, all my business connections, everything. I would just like to just throw it away just like in the snap of a finger, what you would do is you would go start railing against the Jews, wear a White Lives Matter shirt. Uh, pr- pretty much he's just doing the playbook, right? Like this is just the playbook that he's doing. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what the repercussions are. And then if there are severe repercussions, then people will be like, see, Jews really are in charge. They are doing the stuff. But. I will say this as someone who doesn't totally buy into the Jewish conspiracy. If there was some sort of Jewish cabal, some conspiracy, if you wish. By the way, we were supposed to talk about Kabbalah on YouTube last week. On, not on YouTube, on the Patreon. But we got too much into Peter Shikoli. Which, if you don't know, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but if there really was some sort of big Jewish conspiracy, would I be doing this right now? Would I be in a... Studio apartment in New York City recording a YouTube call-in show about conspiracies? Maybe I would. Maybe that's the real conspiracy. I don't know. I don't know. I will say this. Being Jewish has never done a dick all for me in the entertainment industry. So, but I'm a bit of a piece of shit. I will concede that. So, you never know. This is what I would say for cover. That's correct. Um, Okay, Peter Shickley. I've talked about this. I brought it up on the boys cast. I've been getting pretty nonsensical about this. I don't know if nonsensical is the right word, but I've been getting into it. So this guy, Peter Shickley, you can look him up. People have been messaging me. I might make a documentary about it. I feel it's appropriate. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I texted him. I didn't text him. Sorry. I I DM'd him on Twitter. I DM'd him on Instagram. I emailed him. I have not heard back. The next course of action is to start messaging his family, I guess find out where he lives i don't know he's 87 years old he lives in new york so he's nearby this guy won best so if if i started talking about it on the patreon a couple weeks ago we'll do some maybe some research is what we'll, we'll call it uh on the patreon we're gonna go over some of goob's comedy material maybe we'll watch some kabbalah videos that we were supposed to do last week but this guy won four grammys he's won five grammys i believe total but he won his Four Grammys, uh, if anybody didn't catch the boys cast this week, he won four Grammys in a row, 1990, 1991, 1992, 1993, for Best Comedy Album, okay? Now, after I've kind of started making this public, some people have been messaging me, they go, yeah, I have his album, it's really funny, but it's the most niche shit on earth, okay? If you look at if you look him up, his bio, like if you look him up on Twitter, look him up on Instagram, his bio is he's like, I'm a classical composer, I'm a musical satirist. He does not reference the fact that he's a five-time Grammy winner. He just doesn't care. He either is embarrassed about it, he thinks that the Grammys are bullshit, which the real case to be made there that they are, especially with this in light. But the people he beat was very impressive. He beat Andrew Dice Clay at the height of his fame. He beat George Carlin, Sam Kinison, Weird Al for the album with the Nirvana album. I can't remember what it was called. It sold millions of copies. He won some serious shit, okay? And I was like, how the fuck is that possible? And for my conspiracy friends who are watching the show, the four years he won 
were the four years that the Buffalo Bills lost the Super Bowl. Related? I don't know. I don't know. But I might have to go find Thurman Thomas or Cornelius Bennett. I think that was his name, Cornelius Bennett. Uh, I'd see if they know who Peter Shickley is. Maybe he made some music for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe he played the Buffalo um, Philharmonic every year during those four years and cursed the Buffalo Bills. I don't know. But there's something to it. And so I... I've been, I don't even, like, I loosely in my mind go, am I going to do a documentary? I'm not a documentary filmmaker. I mean, I, I guess I could figure it out. I assure you what I'm talking about right now. Some of this footage might end up in this documentary. I don't know. Uh, but the guy won four Grammys, and I know the Grammys are bullshit, but I got a hold of this guy, uh, Rob, who used to be a Grammy voter. He started Vibe Magazine. Um, cool dude. He gave me an hour of his time. I talked to him. He used to be a Grammy voter until he wrote this article. Because the whole Grammy process is very secretive by design. You can't, they don't publicize who is on these Grammy committees. You don't know, right? Um, But the thing that was so weird to me about the comedy thing was that he won, the year before Shickley won, and I've said this before, but the year before he won, it was the two years before, Robin Williams won both of them. So you're like, yeah, the biggest mega star, comedic star in the world won. Makes sense. The year after he won his last one, was George Carlin. And so, and if you look at it, it totally, it has this blip and then it goes back to normal. It's like every year is the biggest comedians in the world, one after another. You go, I know all of these people. This all makes sense. Shickley for four years and then back to just like Carlin, Chris Rock. Like, you know, like it just goes back to normal, right? So I talk to this guy and I go, how does this happen? And he goes, essentially what he says, is he goes, for these weird categories, which I guess comedy is like, you know, at the Grammys, they're all, you know, these are musicians. They're like, they don't really care about comedy. They're not in, they're not, it's not like comedians who are really voting on it. It's just musicians and people in the music industry. So because Peter Shickley went to Juilliard and he's like a well-respected musician, he probably has a ton of friends in the Grammy committee, the people who do the voting. So he just knew how the system worked. And this guy's theory, and again, maybe Peter Shickley would never admit to this, or maybe he would admit to this. I don't know. Maybe some sort of Kaiser Soze turn where I catch him in some sort of lie, and he drops the whole shit. But this guy's theory was that Peter Shickley um, just knew how to game the system because he knew that not a lot of people are actually voting for comedy albums, and they don't really follow what's going on in the world of comedy albums. Even though you think people would, there'd be some crossover. People would be like, yeah, I mean, Andrew Dice Clay is obviously the biggest comedian in the world. Like, if you're not into comedy, you still, like, probably in 1991 know who George Carlin is or Sam Kinison. Like, I, I have to, I was eight years old and I knew all these people. Like, I was literally eight years old and I knew all of these people. So you have to presume that they did. There was, like, all these old people. But he just thinks that he figured out a way to get himself uh, submitted as a nominee and then all of his friends just as a joke, just kept voting for him and just, he won. Cause this guy's like, you don't even, you could win with less than a hundred votes for these weird categories. Like his, the thing that stuck out with me, cause there's, if you look at Grammy, he's like one of the categories is best polka. And he's like, nobody knows who the best polka album is. And he's like, they always give the best reggae album to just like either someone named Marley. Or I think he said last year, some white group won it. Some like a bunch of white guys won the best reggae album. So, that is, I have some conspiracies. I guess the main conspiracy is the Buffalo Bills thing. Who knows uh, how this might be related, but um, there's something going on there. Okay. 
I was going to talk about a few other things, but I don't have time for it. It's 9.30. I might run this episode late because we don't have um, an episode next week as a little extra something something. If the viewer count stays up there on the live stream, I will do what is in the will of the people, which means the Patreon might start late, but that is what it is. So I'm going to call my boy Siraj, uh, and then we're going to get to... uh, we're going to get to the, sorry, we're going to get to the conspiracy episode. All right, let's get to it. And the phone lines are open. What's that? Siraj, so, hello. Oh, hey, there he is. It? How's it going, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. Um uh always love it when uh, my favorite Jew in the media gives me a ring. Is oh, I, I'm your favorite Jew in the media? That's pretty uh, good. That you have a small circle, my man. I that <laughs> makes me sad as someone Suraj Hashmi, everybody, if you don't know him, creator of the list, which I almost made once. I almost made the list. It's, it's, do you, it's, do you honestly, remember what it was? Because uh, I certainly don't. Oh, fuck yeah, I do remember. It was right when we had met. Like, we, I did your podcast. Me and Ryan did your podcast the week before. And then I Cuties was out, and I made that fake T-shirt that I watched <laughs> Cuties, and all I got was this lousy erection. And then it went, like, super <laughs> viral. People thinking I was, because people thought I was actually selling that T-shirt. Like, it was a, because I said, like, I'm selling this T-shirt. And people thought it was real. I'm selling this t-shirt. Yeah, and then I got tagged for your list so many times, and then you were like, "Uh, I don't know if I could put you on the list. Yeah, it's a little I too knew fresh. Right, I knew right out the gate. I knew right out the gate. I was like, "This, it's Danny. I can't, I can't <laughs> list that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are usually the best ones, though, when you legitimately can't tell if someone's joking or trolling or not. Well, dude, I had the amount of people who I just had in my like. I remember I've never, even when I had like the viral, like I had that Twitter employee video where I had like two million like views oh, on yeah. or whatever, and like you know my Tony my, Fernandez, Tony Fernandez, right? And my Twitter was kind of going pretty fast, like your notifications. But the cuties thing, I had never seen it. It looked like the the Wheel of Fortune wheel. The speed at which my notifications were going. It was just like so fast. People were so, so mad. Were you were you verified at that time, Danny? I was. And that was another thing, too. And the problem was, so people, they see that. And then, because we're talking, this is a conspiracy episode. And this is right. a perfect uh, segue into this. But so people saw... They go a verified Hollywood, like, because they don't know, right? They just see a blue check, which right. I don't want to tell people how the sausage is made, but I got a blue check on Twitter, Twitter like six years ago when all you had to do, there was a button on Twitter that said ver- submit verification request. I had like five IMDb credits from Canada. I sent them a photo of my license and then they just verified me. Like that was it. They just go, yes, you are who you say you are. But then Trump showed up and all the bots and the Russian collusion nonsense. And then they're like, yeah, we're, we're shutting this whole program down. But, yeah. But anyways, I remember that. Yeah. I, right? I got in before they all did. So. Exactly. Right. But so people see they go blue check. This guy's like talking like he's selling this shirt about cuties. And then they start Googling my name. And there was like a few times where I said that I was Jewish. And then they go, of course he is. Oh, oh I d- 
One of my favorite things is uh, actually happened today uh, in relation to having a blue check on Instagram of all places. Um, You know, Sagar and Jetty from uh, Breaking Points. Of course. Yeah. 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 So he posted like one of those uh, videos of uh, Discovery Channel um, showing like if the largest asteroid in the in the uh, solar system crashed into Earth and what would happen. And I just commented, Biden's America shaking my head. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, there's just one person who's like, how the hell did you get a blue check? Like, who do you think you're important? Like, buddy, I don't even know how I got this blue check. Yeah, again, (laughs) that's another thing. People are like, oh, blue check. That's so crazy. You're like, like, it's not like I got my again. I got my Instagram blue check mark. Because they, like, four years ago, they go, we're going to allow people... Because forever, nobody knew how you got them. You just woke up one day and you had one. And then they yeah. were like, hey, we're going to let you apply for it. And I just applied for it. And then 24 hours later, they go, here you go. And I go, all right. People think yeah, it's important. It's, it's not. but Yeah, it really is. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Because <laughs> people think you're a globalist, which you're a 50% globalist. Uh, who, me? Yes. Yes, by 100%. marriage. I'm 100% 50% globalist. You're 100% 50% globalist. So, Suraj, you are a well-versed man. What is your... Because we were talking earlier about conspiracies, and you go, basically, all your conspiracies are the ones that get me kicked off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes, but not Rumble. We can say whatever we want over on Rumble. Because Rumble is the true free speech platform. And shout out this to people true. who are watching on Rumble. Um, I hope they call in. Do you have any good... Do you know... Okay, first question. Do you know who Peter Shickley is? So I actually, I actually, I looked him up. PDQ um, Bach. Yeah. I I actually have not ever heard of his, I may have heard of his stuff, but I don't know off the top of my head. I was going to play some tonight, but it'll get me like for sure a copyright claim, which I don't want to do. Probably, but if you yeah. go at home, listen, just type in PDQ Bach. It's just classical music. And then in between, so it's like everything's really long. And then he gives a little... <laughs> intro to each song and you're like if you listen like you have to be so into the world of classical music to find this funny because it's so niche <laughs> like way more niche than what's going with this show for sure like it's way more niche than anything i know yeah by the way uh i think the grammy category for reggae music uh that white group that uh won last year i think it was led by chet hanks is that for real no, I just I oh, just okay. assumed that oh, uh, yeah, if there yeah. was any white person doing anything reggae, like could probably be. had to be Chet. It Hanks. could be, it could be, yeah. So part of me is like I'm going down this path with this with this whole Grammy thing, and part of like back of my head, you're like, you know, the Grammys is just this bullshit thing, right? And I'm like, it's stupid yeah. because it's like I know it's stupid, but then part of me is like, well, if he ends up admitting that this was all some big joke and he got four Grammys out of it, that is kind of funny, but maybe he wouldn't admit it. I don't know. Yeah, like do you I think if you won, you know, I, I was gonna say, do you think if you won four consecutive Grammys for best comedy album and beat the biggest comedians in the world, you would put that in your like bio of stuff? Oh, hundred percent. I would brag about that every day that I I beat like the best comedians of uh, an entire generation four years straight, um, and not even put out any comedic material. Yeah, well, that's the one thing. So, because like I, I want to interview him, but you obviously because like he does fancy himself a satirist. So for me to be like, oh, well, how would you win if you're like this? I don't want to like offend him because he like people have been messaging me being like, no, I find this kind of funny. Like I find this funny. I have his albums and whatever. Like people find it funny. 
Right. Yeah. Obviously, comedy is subjective. So yeah, but uh, like, maybe you could ask him who his intended audience was. <laughs> classical music heads. But I'm just like, yeah. hey, which I'm again, I'm not like shitting on him. I'm just like, how did you win four fucking Grammys in a row for best comedy album? This guy must be like the Frasier of classical music. He might be. Yeah. I mean, I think he is. But again, it's yeah. so niche. But but if you look at the voting, the makeup of the voters, maybe it makes sense. I just wonder, you know, it, will Kanye West make another album that he uh, wins a Grammy for? After shit talking the Jews, Death Con Three. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a, I was talking about it earlier, but it's a real damned if you do, damned if you don't with the Jew stuff. Because if he gets banned, then you go, it's the Jews who banned him, right? Like if any repercussions, mm-hmm. you go, well, you can't talk shit about the Jews. So I don't know. Well, I mean, like kind of forces a... the Jews' hands. Well, like I mean, you as as a Jew, like, do you take offense to his his comments? No. I just go, no. But I could... I mean, I you're will, also a comedian. I will say this. is Yeah, I'm also a comedian. But I'm certain that, you know, he goes, I'm going Death Con 3 on the Jews. I live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Like, you could see some, you know, crazy Kanye West sycophants saying, hey, I don't know what Death Con 3 means, but I'm going to go punch a Jew. And, you, and they stand wait. out where I live. They, they're not inconspicuous. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, uh, not that he shouldn't get kicked off of Twitter, but I'm just saying maybe speaking, you know, I gotta say, uh, speaking of, uh, a number of conspiracies that involve Jews, the whole idea that they control the weather might be one of my favorites. That is a good one. So what I have to ask you, Danny, is why did you send a hurricane bolting towards my house in Florida with hurricane? But the thing is, uh, well, the reason is because. I was shorting the insurance companies. So I bet against all the insurance companies. And so then what I do is we send these weather systems to create a lot of damage. Right. And then they have to pay up and their stock price goes down. And then I just win, make money on the difference. Well, I mean, as they say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Correct. So, um, I will say, though, and this is somewhat of a new conspiracy theory, and I don't know if I could say it's really conspiracy theory because, um, I mean, is it really conspiracy if it's real? No, um, well, that's, and, and that's the problem because conspiracy has become a dirty word, right? Right, it does. But I think there, uh, say, for example, this whole uh, Hurricane Ian saga and how there were so many different models of where it could potentially head um whether it was like you know northern florida versus southwestern florida uh it was kind of fascinating to see how the media was reporting on it because which media the corporate media oh gotcha all right what media did you think i was talking about the same media that controls the weather oh that media oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about how the corporate media probably, if anything, created a, a sort of a echo chamber of confusion uh, within for the masses in Florida um, to try to basically get people to evacuate to parts where they knew the storm was going to hit. So, say, for example, they said uh, that the uh, storm was heading directly for Tampa. 
uh, people who are in Tampa flood south to like Fort Myers, and that's exactly where it got hit, where uh, Florida got hit the worst. Oh, because you're uh, basically off the premise that if it bleeds, it leads. So they're sending a bunch of sheep to slaughter. Well, there's it's a twofold part. It's one if I you, like this. You if you go for a mass casualty event, not only is it hurt uh, people uh, who specifically don't follow sort of the mainstream narrative with respect to, you know, you know, democratic, uh, orthodoxy. Right. You also hurt Ron DeSantis, who has become a formidable and very powerful governor. Um, uh, probably the, I would argue the, mo- the most powerful governor for sure. Uh, and presidential States, hopeful, that. right? Yeah. And so you get a mass casualty event, uh, and make it so that, the the one thing that DeSantis can't do is basically protect his own people. Uh, I think I think you're basically that's a that's that's two birds with one stone. This is an excellent conspiracy theory, Siraj. I love this. It's not a conspiracy. It's real. It is real. Well, I guess it's I guess the problem is now you have to prove it. It's only a theory until you can prove it. Right. That's, that's I, guess, the nature, I guess that's true. That is the nature of these things, because you could be completely right. And then if enough people have all this plausible deniability and they say, I don't know, maybe that's true. I mean, you, you don't fully know, you can't fully know or expect where these storms are going to hit. But, um, I think it, it's very, uh, critical, uh, to go back and see how reporting was done on the, you know, looming hurricane Ian, uh, and where it was going to hit. That's interesting. This is because this is actually the first I've heard this this theory, but it makes complete sense because you know that the heads of every you know MSNBC, CNN, all these things, the last thing they want is DeSantis in power, and they it's not out of the realm for them to go do stuff like this to make sure that it uh, doesn't happen, right? Yeah, but also um, just kind of um, following up on your point about uh, about Yay. Um, or Kanye West, as I also have come to know him. Um, I mean, obviously, some of the stuff that he says is malicious and actually hurts people. Um, and obviously, I mean, just like the storm. And to your Are point, you talking about when he talked about, talk shit about George Bush? Cause I, well, that was that was interesting too, because we all remember that this kind of evolution that uh, that Kanye has had over the course of his career from going from like full-time Bush hater to um, basically big time fan of Trump to Christian on Tucker. Yeah. On Tucker Carlson. He's really just running the gamut of everything. I mean, it's, I mean, anti-Semitism obviously is a real promise and it's uh, definitely a possibility that Kanye's comments could be used to justify violence against Jews which would be a huge disappointment to me as a rap fan yeah, and an owner of Yeezys. Uh, and, and, specifically, and specifically the owner of Yeezys. I know that a lot of people are throwing out their Yeezys and like broadcasting on social media. Oh, like, when, like, oh, like they're doing like with the Kaepernick stuff? Yeah, but so, obviously what those people who are posting uh, photos of them throwing their Yeezys in the trash, obviously they're just taking them out right as, as soon as they take that photo. <laughs> they're like $600 shoes, aren't they? Yeah, no one's throwing them out. You know what though? I would love the idea that all because he's on Tucker now that all like the just boomer conservatives have to be like, I guess, 
I guess well, we threw out those Nikes with Cap, but we're going to toss these Yeezys on and just <laughs> walking around looking like insane. Hey, you know, it, it pays. It, it certainly, you can't buy that kind of drip just no. anywhere. <laughs> no, you can't. All right. Just, just watching a bunch of boomers become sneakerheads would be just a delight. Beyond oh, honestly, I, yeah, I hope that he's just thinking so far ahead and this is just his grand scheme is to get DeSantis and all the... All these people just be wearing Yeezys. Also, it would help me out as a Yeezy owner to um, not to see like Adidas drop Kanye West, but to have boomers start buying a bunch of Yeezys. I have a bunch of Yeezys that I've been trying to get off my hands because they're too small. <laughs> Yours are too small? Why'd you buy two small Yeezys? You just bought whatever you can Well, get. these things, they tend to run like a half size smaller uh, than not. So I got, I got uh, privy to it and figured out what to do mm. about it. All right. Well, if anybody's so, listening and they, what size are they? 11 and a half. All right. If anybody needs 11 and a half Yeezys, hit up Siraj. You cut them some sort of deal. Yeah. I'd well, be how much do they go also, for? They'd probably be, since they run like a half size smaller, I would say that if you're, if your normal shoe size is 11, then these shoes are, are right for you. Nice. Okay. I've never had a pair of Yeezys. How much are they? Yeah, that's because your shoe size is what four. What? I wear yeah. a twelve. Not what I, Can, Danny. I'm not your real life. Those, a twelve Canadian. You are basically the anti Hobbit. <laughs> um, how much are Yeezys? They're like six hundred bucks. Is that right? Nah, they retail for like two twenty. How much? But resale can go really high. Oh, like okay, two twenty. Oh, okay, that's that's reasonable. You know what? I've I've had disdain for Yeezy wearers because I always see them. I go. You spent six hundred dollars on those, but if they're not that, then that's fine. That's a little. Uh, that's oh, a little Danny, more real quick. Yes. Um, because you and I meant to talk about like comedy and stand up. You didn't talk me out of doing any stand up comedy. Oh, yeah. I still want to do that. Okay. I mean, so Siraj, funny enough, so we have uh, I do a Patreon show after this, and uh, we have a guy. This guy, the Goob, is his name in the chat, and he's been sending in for the Patreon episode because it's kind of like a bit of a hang. It's a loose thing, and we talk about shit. But he's been sending in his clips of stand up, and I've been kind of just like helping him out with his stand up. And honestly, in two weeks, I have got him a hundred percent better at stand up comedy. That's great. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, if you if you want to do stand up, I mean, for someone like you who has like quite a high profile online on Twitter and all over, you know. It makes sense for you to do it because I'm sure people would love to, uh, like, see you live, right? Like, and that's kind of the thing you would do besides, like, a meet-and-greet handshake kind of thing. That's why people off, so often do stand-up. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Yeah, so and, you should uh, get out there. Um, but the, do you have a good scene around you? That's the main issue is that you can't really substitute for stage time. Right. Right. So you got to go just like, you got to go out there and I'm sure your wife is not going to love that. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably not, but no. you know, I've I've always liked to put myself in uh the in in the line of fire. Yeah. Uh and she doesn't love a lot of what I do. So There you this- go. Then this is just <laughs> this is just more of the same. All right, Strauss, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. That All was a great right, conspiracy, by the way. I love that shit. That was a good one. Oh, good. I'm glad. All right, Danny. All right, take talk care. soon. Later, buddy. Siraj Hashmi, everybody, from the famous, infamous list, and the phone lines are open, and we got our first call. Thank you for calling low value mail. Who am I speaking? What's up? 
Danny, speak of the devil and he shall appear. It's the goop here. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm glad you got through. Yeah, you were, we were messaging earlier and you said you, you were designed for this show. Yeah, this dude. Ho- conspiracy theories are my hobby. I love them, man. Okay. I don't actually believe any of them except for the ones about your people. Obviously, those are all true. <laughs> uh, Save it for the stage, pal. <laughs> Save it for the stage. Um, but yeah okay so so cool because here's the thing uh, i've t- I've spoken about it before but forever like conspiracy theories were just a fun thing right they were just like a fun thing you go this is like you just it's like you're talking shit and all, yeah you know? then and they then got a little serious it became so serious oh and we hit 100 likes so i'm gonna give away uh you talk about tell me about what are your what's your top conspiracy theory right now i will i will say the siraj one based on the actual plausibility of what he said, is probably tough to beat. But um, I'm going to give away a channel membership, and you tell us about uh, uh, what, what you're fucking with right now, conspiracy-wise. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really into, like, ancient history and, and basically how all of our history is a complete and total lie. Ooh. Um, all yeah. of Western civilization or just in general? No, like, all history, pretty much. Like, there is truth to the mainstream narrative, but it's only enough truth to hide the actual truth you know what i'm saying okay um but uh please but yeah elab- so like elaborate yeah so so i was watching this video right of uh this archaeologist debunking the missing 1000 years theory which i think was mentioned on your show previously it's that the dark ages never happened we just made up a thousand years of history and I added it to the calendar don't remember that uh, maybe andreas who i think will be joined with us by at some point who's like the conspiracy theorist extraordinaire but um but the 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 so so it's the the theory isn't actually important it's it's basically though that um the dark ages never happened we just went straight from what what was it like the bronze age to the enlightenment and everything in between was just made up like and and that's what like 500 to 1500 yeah roughly yeah okay roughly um and so anyways this lady was debunking it uh-oh, he made to uh-oh. debunk it. Yeah, okay, go on. Is go on. that is that uh you know if you work in archaeology and you approach any other archaeologist with this theory, you'll immediately be blacklisted. No archaeologist will work with you. Your career will be over. And she said that as like it was proof that the theory was bullshit. But all it really proves is the corruption in archaeology. Like there's certain questions that ask. And uh, a lot of people have issues with conspiracy theories. Like one of the biggest complaints for flat earth is that um, it's too big of a conspiracy theory. It can't be true because it requires too many people to be involved. And what do you say about that? Conspiracy theories are self operating machines and I'll explain exactly how it works. Mm, So they don't require anybody to be involved. Once they're set up, they maintain themselves so, like, there's this uh, study where if you put 10 monkeys in a room and there's a rope in the middle of the room, a monkey will climb the rope and you blast it off with a fire hose. Another monkey climbs the rope and you blast it off with a fire hose. Eventually, the monkeys won't climb the, ro- the rope anymore. You replace one monkey at a time. The new monkey comes in. He tries to climb the rope, but the other monkeys pull him off the rope so he doesn't get blasted. Eventually, you've replaced all 10 monkeys None of the monkeys have actually seen the fire hose, but they don't allow each other to climb the rope. They and that's exactly a, a hit. they're able to like, transmit a hit like a right. They history. don't they don't know why. Yeah, they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. They just know that's what you do, and they continue doing it. And that's the same way conspiracy theories work. So, like just like the lady said, 
in the video, if you even bring this idea up to other archaeologists, your career is over. So, what? so no one, no one goes near it, and it doesn't require some, you know, big scary guy in the shadows like controlling all of the archaeologists. The archaeologists control themselves gotcha. because once the narrative is established, everyone just goes along with the narrative. Okay, so uh, I I understand what you're saying. So then, what happens when they say we've uncovered something from this period? It just I'll tell you exactly happens. what happens. I'll tell you exactly what happens. So there is only one thing that actually needs to be controlled to control everything else. And that is the media and the CIA openly admits that they control the media. So if anyone does start to go off the narrative, they're like, Oh yeah, we made this discovery. All the media has to do is discredit them. Go look at this fucking idiot. Maybe we found some child porn on his computer, you know, whatever they need to do. do. And all of the other archeologists get the message real quick and they go, Oh, we don't, we don't talk about that theory anymore. And this isn't just archeology. span this is every single branch of science. Like, dude, if you go deep enough down the butterfly rabbit hole, you'll eventually find a question about butterflies that you're not allowed to ask. Like, absolutely everything has been corrupted. And now, but so the CIA, that's an American thing, right? Right. But, like, are you saying, like, in Europe, like, their equivalent of so, the CIA? Dude, you are, you are just asking the perfect questions. So here's how, here's, <laughs> here's how it all ties together on a global scale. Because, yeah, you have all of these different countries and religions and different power organizations that are seemingly working towards the same goals but shouldn't have any reason to do so, right, to work and together. And this is what, one world government? Uh well, so 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 there's two parts to this, because there are definitely giant shadowy cabals like the World Economic Forum. But I'm still on the line of like conspiracies happen organically. Right. So like how the, the monkeys in the room, they they run themselves. So on a global level, it works similarly where um, all of these things, governments and religion are the two things that have largely controlled people throughout time. And the way they do that is by making people reliant on them the more someone needs you to survive the more you can do whatever the fuck you want right like if i need you to live you can you can do whatever you want to me i need you i I have to have you to live so the way you make people reliant is make them stupid and weak and so all of these religions and governments they're all acting pretty much in unison but without even needing to cooperate so like Muslims, Jews, Christians, they've all destroyed, uh, you know, beautiful architecture throughout history and statues and all of this stuff. Um, Because when you're surrounded by beauty, when you're surrounded by like, if you look up any cities from the 1800s, 1900s, or even Roman times, there are all these magnificent giant stone structures that are just lavishly covered, you know, in intricately carved marble and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Leonardo da Vinci, who was a master artist and like, when you have all of that magnificence around you, surrounding you all the time, you can't help but know what you're capable of because you see greatness around you and you realize that you're capable of greatness too. And so the best way to subjugate a people and keep them weak is destroy all of the beauty, destroy all of the wonder. When people are surrounded by you know these giant gray skyscrapers and ugly modern art, they don't even realize that they're capable of, of greatness, so they never even try to achieve greatness. And people who are not trying to achieve greatness aren't overthrowing governments. You know, they're, they're happy little slaves. And uh, 
if you want, now I can get into how uh, tech is is furthering all sure, of this. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting. So are you a, a, a flat earther or like a bowl earther? What is the one? What was it? Uh, I I don't know what you're asking. Or what? A what? Or like what's the? I guess it's not flat. It's, well, there's flat earth. Oh, flat earther. No, 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 no. I I'm not a flat earther, but I genuinely believe that they are more in tune with the truth than the people who disregard them because they're like, this is so impossible. There's there would have to be too many people involved because like, no, the level of deception that's been pulled upon the global population is equivalent to if but the earth was flat. So, it might as well be. Because I've heard, I, know, I had a friend of mine once we were like hanging out and he just basically, he essentially came out to me as a flat earther. Like he was like, it was like, honestly, oh, hell yeah, dude. It, but it was the same conversation as if someone would be like, Hey, just so you know, like I'm gay. Like it was honestly felt identical. And is then, he a really interesting person? Oh, he's a pretty interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, they is, are. They can never, because exp- th- you say that they don't have to be in on the conspiracy, but I'm like, they kind of do in the sense that people have to be in on, you know, if you fly from Los Angeles to Sydney, Australia, which people do all the time. Like you do have to be in on that one because I you're disagree. Okay, so so let's hear it. Why do you disagree? So so right. So like, are you saying like why they don't fly over the North Pole because that's shorter or whatever? Oh, whatever. Yeah, like the route. Like, I guess if so, you're saying that there's an edge, then like because if you you have that map on your, uh, you know, you have that display where you can see the plane going right. Right. So I'm I'm not actually a flat earther. I just want to clear that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But but um. You know, in this hypothetical question, uh, yeah, like all of the pilots, their entire schooling is going is is teaching them this is how the it's it's kind of like you were pretty based on dentists, so I think you'll you'll appreciate yeah. this analogy. Um, every single dentist is is brainwashed that like fluoride is good, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not it just like the archaeologists, you're not able to question that without getting your entire career ruined. And so if you're like a pilot and you're like, yeah, I bet we could take this route, though, because the earth is like your career is over, you know, so so it's by design. Like, yeah, you have to fit in that. that Well, I am saying if you step outside Australia thing, sorry, but like because they do they have a map. Right. And so, like, uh, as far as I remember, with the flat earth map, it's like North America is like on the left top and australia yeah flat earth doesn't actually make sense right that was the main one i got that one just even if yeah it doesn't actually make sense yeah yeah. um okay goob we're gonna wrap this up because i want to get some other callers but we're gonna talk on the patreon we're gonna go over some stand-up and you can tell us more about because it sounds like you got a bunch of these real real quick yes just about the stand-up um when i sent you that email i was so proud and over the past several days, that has just turned to pure shame, and we'll get into that in the Patreon. <laughs> Dude, you know how to do a teaser, man. Uh, well, you heard it here first. From pride to shame, the goop. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Bye. I haven't even looked at the email. Um, so, and thank you very much, everybody, for joining me. I think we hit a record for most uh, amount of people watching at one time this episode that's what happens when you get some big ass fake titties hello <laughs> thanks for calling low value mail all right how you doing danny i'm good how are you i'm great uh this is grant Leahy grant. from gainesville gainesville florida yes we've spoken i feel like we spoke at like one of the very early episodes very early episode you're right uh no it was about um 
What was it about? Uh, what's too crazy in a woman? That's what it was about. Right, right, right. Yes. I yeah. Think. Yes, that was like the second episode or something. It was very early on. I was very excited about the show immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah big was, fan. Big fan. Um, up, so I, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily have a conspiracy theory. Okay. But it, it is something strange that happened. Also, you know, I, I think um, the female dating strategy. It's all about dating strategy. It's <laughs> not about having relationships. You know what I mean? You always say like, why what, do any of them have relationships? Of course they don't, because all they know is like. Dating strategy. You think they it's, just know how you to think keep it's, dating. Uh, those who can't teach kind of s- situation. Sure. Yeah. It's well. It's just how to date perpetually until you're an old lady with a dog and that eats you. Maybe when you die. I always felt like they still. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, I do these live yeah. streams where I watch this podcast called "The Female Dating Strategy" because I hate myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like their objective is still to eventually get a high value male. Shout out to. So, no, I, I disagree. I think it's totally just about dating them. I don't think they any of them have a real intention of like... Dating sucks, though. I think they love it, and I think it's self-perpetuating. I think that's why the show will go on forever, you yeah. know, and they'll continue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so here's 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 this weird thing. Maybe this is more of a... Maybe this is more of a... Um, maybe I should have called in on, like, the um, one of the Supernatural shows that's or fine, whatever. But Okay, so I, I'm sitting around one day. I'm doing a lot of research on gravity. I kind of come up with this idea. I'm pretty sure how gravity probably works. And then there's this really loud explosion, really loud explosion. So I'm living in an RV at the time with my wife, right? So this is already kind of conspiracy series sounding, you know? Yeah. I'm driving around in an RV with my wife. So uh, I come out, you know, to check out what the explosion was. A lot of the other people who live in RVs all come out as well. We're all looking around. Nothing's on fire. Nothing. There's no damage. No, there's nothing around. It would have made that sound. So we're all confused. And then I look over and there's a cow on the wrong side of a fence. Okay. Do you understand, do you understand what I'm saying? Of course, yeah, like there's you got a, over the fence. It's, it's a tall fence. There's no breach in the fence. There's miles of fence. There's no way the cow could have gotten over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what your conspiracy theory is on that. Could have been time travel, could have been teleportation, but but yeah, it was just a weird coincidence, maybe. But that's it. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Um. And yeah. what what happened with the cow? Did you guys just kill it? You know, uh, eventually, uh, somebody drove to the owner's house and told them that a cow was on the wrong side of the fence. Then they had to get a truck with a trailer to come pick up the cow because it is not an ordinary thing for a cow to be on the wrong side of a fence. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone says, enter username, says cows can jump, but I don't think they can jump over a tall fence. Well, maybe maybe the bang scared it enough to where it jumped about five feet. Interesting. It's possible. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. All right. No, I don't think that's possible at all, but okay, that's, 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 a, that's a conspiracy theory. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right, bud. Nice talking Late. to you. <laughs> all right. Cows. Jumping cows. Hello. Thanks for calling a little value mail. Hey, what's up, Danny? It's Craig. My Craig, is- how's it going, buddy? I saw you were calling before. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't pick up. But... I was trying to be first. I know you're trying to be first, but the phone lines weren't open, Craig. <laughs> I played chess to kill, to kill time. Um, you're playing chess to kill time? Yeah. What do you think, talking about conspiracy theories, what do you think about the whole chess cheating scandal? Um, I don't know. I'm like really deep in the chess world, so I'm kind of like sick of hearing it. Oh, but you're, uh, oh well. If you're deep in the chess world, then this is actually you're a great person to ask about this. I know you may be sick of hearing about this, but I mean, people, yeah. are, unless you got a, another thing you want to talk about. Um, fuck it, we'll do this. I wanted to, I wanted you to I want to ask how much money you have because sometimes you allude to shit like 
you lost a lot of money and I want to know how much you're willing to share, how much you make and how much you have. How much money I have? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I have a little bit. Nothing. I don't have anything. You have over $10 million. Fuck no. Are you crazy, no. dude? You think I'd be doing this right now? If I had $10 million, I'd be on Epstein Island. I'm pretty sure I could have bought Epstein Island for less than $10 million. No, I don't okay. have anywhere near that sum of money. In okay. Not even in that ballpark, Craig. Okay. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you if you thought I was... Okay, ask me a chess question. Okay. <laughs> I love the conspiracy episode. Goes, How much money <laughs> does this Jew have? Um, okay, so if people don't know, there's a crazy cheating scandal that's rocking the chess world, right? And this dude is cheating. Nobody knows how okay. he's cheating. So the question <laughs> is, Craig, okay. how is Hans Neiman okay. cheating? I, I can give you my like vision of this, like how it... Play- unfolded to me which i think is interesting so hans neiman the guy accused of cheating actually got me into playing chess two years ago i've been playing since then how did he get but, you into it just like how? okay so there was this streamer that i watched called uh, ludwig that i was super into he was on twitch he's on youtube now and um like he was like really popping off the time i started watching when he had like two thousand viewers and now you know he's gets like over a hundred thousand but in the summer of 2020, when he was like popping off, um, he got invited to like the first chess, oh God, the first chess like streamer championship on Twitch. It was called Pog Champs. It was like right after the pandemic started. And the, his coach that he got paired up with was Hans Neiman. He was like 16 at the time. He was like a huge douche. And I've seen uh, a video of him. He seems like the hugest douche on earth. Yeah. Um, and like Ludwig would like shit on him and like call him a virgin and stuff. And then like Hans, like being like the impressionable six year old, like tried to rip off Ludwig. Ludwig is like this. He was like 23, 24. Like he was, he just looked like a t- Chad. Um, anyway. And I want like the, so, and fast forward now he's been accused of cheating in that exact time frame when I like, met him and he got me into chess or I guess I didn't meet him, whatever. Where you, learned, um, you learned of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but my so, question is, like, how do you think he's cheating? Because they've, they've wanted him. I feel like the whole vibrating anal beads, that's nonsense. There's no way that's what it is. I mean, online, the way he's cheating is he's just bringing up a chess engine and then making the moves on his other browser over no, the but board. He's che- over the board. Yeah. I know. I know over the board. Um, I have no idea. I mean, like, I, I don't even really know if he's cheating. Like, like some of the things that they've said about him, like, uh, like Magnus said that he seemed like he was playing effortlessly, but people have said that about Hans for like a long time. Yeah. Um, that he's like, he like gets up and walks around the games and shit like that. Um, I mean, I feel like it's such an easy thing. Just have them play each other. Like, make sure he doesn't have anything on him or in him. Like, make him go through, like, a TSA. Like, you know, have him play at, like, the Departures Lounge at LaGuardia yeah. or some shit. And then there's your answer. He's playing. Hans Neiman is playing in the U.S. Chess Championship right now. So he could end up being the champion of the, like, United States. Like, the best chess player in America. He's going through it right now. He's, like, in the middle of the patch. Oh, crazy. All right. Well, then I guess we will see. All right. Cool. Thanks for calling in, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, man. See ya. All right. Um, 
Shout out to JJ Lieberman in the chat. He's got a new avatar. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking oh, with? Hi. I actually got through. You did get through. Who am I speaking with? Um, my name is Brad. I actually wanted to call in about the uh, chess scandal, actually. So, okay. Uh, great uh, transition, nice. I guess. Chad, so I will call I... you shortly. Sorry. That was for someone listening. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Um, so, uh, no, the, the big thing was is the interviews afterward kind of corroborate what um, Magnus Carlsen was kind of hinting at. And it was, um, he said, uh, Hans Niemann said specifically that he'd studied this specific um, course of action that um, Carlson took in that game specifically. And it Carlson never really played like that before. Okay. And he only had one game previous and it was like five years ago. So for him to specifically study that specific course of action is super fishy. And to say that, he had just studied it, you know, the night previous when he had, you know, 20 other things that he could have studied that would have been much more, you know, beneficial when facing Magnus Carlsen, you know, because each chess player has their own specific, you know, play style. You'd probably want to study those specific play styles, you know, the normal course Versus of action. Just like and then trying to take a Hail Mary that he's going to do yeah, at it, one time. Exactly. And then to say that he had studied that one specifically, it, it's super weird. So anyway, um, so you think he cheated? I, I, th I personally think he cheated. Um, I don't know how he did it, but if like, there's a, there's a lot of ways to cheat in professional chess. It's, you know, if you're good enough at chess, you, there's, there's ways where you don't even like, there's could just be somebody out in the crowd and they're signaling you, you know, one move specifically. And that's, that's all a professional would need is just one, one move, move and they could win from that. Right, right. Because uh, I guess that, so, that opens it up for like down, you know, mm -hmm. 10, 10 moves or whatever. 10 moves down, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Some people say vibrators, <laughs> but he's, are you following him playing right now? No, I, 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 I don't really care. I just like to study. I, I, I like following the scandal. I found it super interesting because yeah, it was initially anal beads. And now it's. Yeah, the anal beads seems like. A actually, lot. looking into it is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for calling mm -hmm. in. Yeah, no, take care. Bye bye. bye. We're gonna call Chad. We haven't talked. To, we haven't spoken with Chad in a little bit. Chad has been MIA. He was. I think he had a, a sickness. I did, man. I was. I was out of commission for a little bit, man. But I'm back. You're back. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, we we hit a record for people watching tonight. I think. I think it was the big ass titties. Oh. <laughs> There's hey, no man. explanation other than the fact that. I get the big ass titties last week, and then all of a sudden we we have the highest viewer count ever. So I don't know. Yeah, you were you were pretty stunning and brave, you know. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it makes sense. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so what's up, dude? You got a you got something for the conspiracy peoples? Yeah, man, I, I got a conspiracy, but I actually want to start off with a little low value life hack. Yes, please, please. I was listening to the radio the other day. I didn't turn it on like my Bluetooth had cut off and the radio came on. So, and they was playing this Luke Bryan song and it was like, it was this crazy song. He was talking about like, like, uh, you don't have to call me, call me baby. Like it's pretty much just making me think, right? Have you ever heard of that song? No, I'm not a big country guy. Yeah. Well, me and Eve, I had never heard it either, but 
essentially, like, it just got me thinking, right? Like, the biggest low value hack I think I got right now is if you want to be an R&B singer, like, all you have to do is make songs about shit you don't want to do. <laughs> like, essentially, that's what the whole song was about. Like, the whole song was about, like, yeah, you can ruin my plans and, like, like all this crazy shit. Like, and I was just thinking, like, who the fuck would really write some shit like that? <laughs> Now, next, you take it to the next level. You go, I'm going to be a, a conspiracy R&B singer, and it's about you. I don't want to take the vaccine. That's all COVID <laughs> stuff. Right, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got yeah, a cons- what, what do we got in the conspiracy uh, realm of things? Because I know you had no. a good one. You had that good NFL one on the first episode. What, what was it again about? About the Patriots? Oh, yeah, the, the government after 9-11 wanted the Patriots to win? Yeah, man, shoot. I told you, my, my, my African-American studies teacher told me that, and he was so serious about it. Like, to him, it was fact. Like, it was just, like, he knew this had happened. But to me, it was like, I mean, it seemed plausible, but I just, like, you don't seem like you work for the NFL. <laughs> yeah, also, it's like so many, I mean, I guess at the time, people didn't really hate hate the Patriots like they do now. Um, yeah, and it's nothing like it is now. Like, yeah, now it's like clear patriot hate. Back then, it was just like, yeah, we kind of didn't like Tom Brady. He seems like an asshole. I would love it if Donald Rumsfeld like gave the the order to, uh, like sack Drew Bledsoe so hard that he had to leave like for the season. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy. But look, my conspiracy, right? I don't even, I look, I don't even have the theory. I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. And I wanted to see if, if anybody else had, had heard anything better. Because I never hear anybody talking about this OG conspiracy theory, the Jimmy Hoffa conspiracy. That, Jimmy, I mean, dude, that's a classic. That's in the JFK territory, right? Like, that's that that's in that realm because I can't remember how many times when I was a kid and they're like, we, we think we found Jimmy Hoffa's body. Even recently they're like some, some guy goes, I know where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. Um, what did but, he say? It but I don't know if they've, they haven't found it. There's no confirm. They found it. They, I don't know. It's always a wild goose chase, but the whole thing is he was like a teamster. He was all like, I mean, there was a movie about it recently, right? There was a Hoffa movie with, I can't remember who played him, but it's just like, he was just like tied up with the mob. Right. There was a Hoffa. Wasn't it Scorsese did a Hoffa movie like in the last five years or something? Oh, I never even, you know, it's crazy. I didn't know that they made that. I'm going to watch it though. Cause... Yeah, it's like it, it had some like some heavy hitters in the movie. Uh, there was a one in 92, but there was, I thought there was a movie recently. Uh, there says there's one in 92. And then oh. maybe there wasn't. Did, oh, no, 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 no. It was uh, the Depart. Was it The Departed? I don't know. Hey, look, you know I'm a big New York Giants fan, right? So, right now, um, yeah, I know you're a big New York Giants fan. That's a conspiracy. Yeah. Where the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I know, right? But I, look, let's not talk about that. But I was just gonna say, I, one of the one of the conspiracies about Jimmy Hoffa was that he was killed and he was uh, oh, the put, Irishman. Um, Sorry, uh, gone. They, Sorry. Yeah, they, they said they they put him under underneath the old New York Giants stadium. Like you know, we had the new MetLife Stadium now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they the conspiracy for a long time was that he was uh, buried underneath it. And actually, when they demolished the stadium, they they realized well they they came out and said they didn't find the body. So, but of course they wouldn't admit it. Well, I mean, that's true. That's I mean, the thing, right? That's like the nature of conspiracy theories is you can never they never die because. 
they're not gonna you have to assume uh, like i mean i guess presuming that it was there is that they probably just picked it up and moved to somewhere else you know dumped into the east river I'm I'm trying to keep some semblance of sanity, Donnie. I'm not trying to go batshit crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, truth be told, the Jimmy Hoffa story is the craziest thing. Like, I think the last, I think the story of his last day was that he was like out to like dinner or like a lunch at some restaurant or something like that, and then he left out and he was apparently just never seen again. But is that that crazy? Like, wasn't he involved like with the mob and? Yeah, yeah, no, he was with the. I mean, I mean, and I guess you know what's crazy is like, like we were saying, nobody really talks about this. I guess it's because everybody just assumed like he's sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. So then you're like, I guess, like, I guess, what's the or the conspiracy theory is that he he just split town and has a new identity somewhere, and that like that's the conspiracy theory. Like it seems logical yeah, that the mob would just kill him. Him and Tupac are somewhere in Cuba. I guess I don't know. Yeah, just living it up. Um, all right, cool, buddy. I'm glad you're uh, you're feeling better. Do you have COVID? Yeah. No, I didn't have it. You know, it's crazy. My nephew had came. Uh, no, nah, my cousin had came down, and they were sick, and I feel like I got what they got. So Not COVID. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, it wasn't COVID, though. It was just like a bug or something. Uh, all right, well, glad you feel better. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. All right. Chad feeling better. All right, we got another call. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. It was Danny. This is Danny speaking. Who am I speaking with? Yeah, this is Charlie from Lake Zurich. Charlie from Lake Zurich. Uh, how's it going, dude? What's up, man? I, I just tuned in. Has anyone talked about the Michelle Obama conspiracy yet? No, they have not. I don't even know what this. What that she's a man. <laughs> that she's a man. Uh no, nobody has talked about that one. No. Perfect. Okay, so the traditional conspiracy is that Michelle Obama was originally a man and has now transitioned into a woman. And I think that's the incorrect position. The correct position is that Michelle Obama was a woman who has now transitioned into a man. Who is what? Barack Obama? Barack Obama's wife, Michelle Obama. But you're saying Michelle Obama was a woman and then is now a man? Correct. How does that work? Correct. So have you seen the videos of Michelle, of Barack Obama mistakenly calling Michelle Obama Michael? No, I have not. There are several, there are at least three to four videos on the internet of Barack Obama mistakenly calling Michelle (laughs) Michael. Obama. Okay. And so, so the traditional conspiracy is that Michelle Obama, from a little girl, from when she was a youth, was a man and then transitioned to a woman. There's videos of her on Ellen uh, dancing, and you can see her balls like swinging as she's dancing. (laughs) Look it up. It's amazing. It's actually amazing. What? What's the explanation for the kids? Where'd they come from? Uh, the the kit. <laughs> well, exactly. So that doesn't make sense. There are videos of or there are images of Michelle as a little girl who's clearly a little girl, which debunks the entire concept of Michelle Obama being a uh, boy from youth. And yeah. obviously the kids had to come from somewhere. Right. I was talking to my sister about this because. The original idea that she was a boy and that they just adopted some kids and that's all a fake family doesn't make sense. 
And then she turned my whole head on it saying, well, maybe she was a girl and now has transitioned into Michael Obama. There are several videos of uh, Barack calling Michelle, (laughs) mistakenly calling Michelle Michael Obama. And then she comes out with a book called Becoming, Michelle Obama Becoming. I'm still so confused, but you're saying she was a little girl, but then she was a man and now she's back to a woman? No, she is now, she is Michael Obama. Oh, she's Michael Obama now. Well, uh, she has been, She what, she hasn't been seen recently? <laughs> no, like behind closed doors, like the elites and people know that this, she's Michael Obama. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. So like, it's like Caitlyn Jenner, essentially. She's just a man now. She's a trans, yeah, she's, she's a trans man currently. Exactly. Gotcha. She's a man now currently. Well, that would be quite something if that. Uh, what do you think about becomes a trans man and then runs for president and wins twenty twenty four? Michael Obama. Uh, I think that would be fucking <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, that would be something else. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Thanks for calling. In. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, man. All right, Michael Obama. Uh, I I cannot verify this. I'll tell you, if we get kicked off of YouTube for that one, though, won't that be some sort of conspiracy? Won't it? All right, we got another call. Hello? Thanks for calling the mail. Oh, turn your headphones or whatever down. Hey, hello. Hey, what's up? Oh, man, I can't believe I got through. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it either. No, I'm kidding. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Avi, Avi, New Yorker. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, all right. Now, my conspiracy theory is that I just believe any conspiracy theory where cash is the end result. That's like you follow the money, right? That's that's. The- yeah, I know, but I but but I don't. But that's the thing. It's not just follow the money. Like one of my favorite conspiracies is they raise they lower the speed limit from twenty five from thirty five to twenty five in New York so you can get more red light camera tickets, you know, or speed tickets. Right. Like, it's really like the, the Jew conspiracy, but kind of like not really about Jews, just in general. Like, oh, they faked the moon landing. Is that for money? Like, no, no, I don't believe it. I just believe anyone where they say the end result is somebody's pocketing a bunch of and money. And that honestly is generally the most logical thing like so the peter shickley thing that i've been going on non-stop about like a fucking lunatic that's the one thing where i was talking to the guy on the grammy committee and he mentioned some sort of money thing and i go that's why this doesn't make sense to me uh in the sense that you're like the grammy voters had this conspiracy because it wasn't like some label was like we're gonna get this guy to win because he's like you know this handsome guy who was gonna sell out stadiums or like this guy wasn't making tons of money from this it wasn't a crazy financial thing. So, like, that didn't make sense, that uh, angle of the conspiracy. So, I agree yeah, with you. That's, that's the thing. That's what's confusing is that sometimes I don't understand why a conspiracy is happening until someone explains to me that someone's just, oh, the guy, you know, the guy's able to buy a second Epstein Island because of this conspiracy. I'm like, oh, you know what? Then maybe I'll, maybe I'll agree to it all of a sudden. If you can explain to me how someone's pocketing a couple of million bucks or the government's trying to squeeze a couple of dollars out of citizens. Then I'm a little bit more on your side. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you. Cause well, that's like a, I think everybody 
gets that explanation and every person goes, yeah, like government is corrupt and people in government are generally corrupt. And and you go, yeah, that just makes sense. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. take like a, a far leap to get there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, there's gotta be a million billion little conspiracies that people don't even think of as conspiracies. Like, Oh, they raised the, the tax 2% because they wanted to make money this way as opposed to this way. I'm like, that's just a conspiracy. I'm like, no, it's just to probably pocket more at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not even considered. I'm telling you, the one where they lowered the speed limit in New York, uh, most people don't even believe that's a conspiracy theory. They're just like, yeah, I'm assuming that's fact. Suddenly they lowered the speed limit 10 then every ticket gets at 36 miles per hour and they put speed cameras everywhere. They make a couple of million bucks every single year. It's not that confusing, but I believe that that is, that's why when someone says, are you a conspiracy theorist? I'm like, I'm like low level. I'm just, I want, I just believe that at the end goal of everything is someone is just trying to increase their bank account. That's it. it, I agree. agree. Yeah. That's why the conspiracy theory with your, um, with your Grammy guy, I really want to know if someone somewhere, if that guy happened to make a shitload of money from doing this, and well, he did it. He did. That's the thing. If he if he found a way to make it, if you if you found that 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 magic bullet where you're like, oh, turns out he got a whole bunch of cash, and then his friend was able to pocket some of it, I'd be like, all right, this makes a lot more sense. Me, me too. Conspiracy, you know? Me too. And if that's what it ends up being, I go, well, that's a good story for a documentary, but I can tell yeah, you that makes, it makes a lot of sense. not some household name who's like making bank like that. Yeah. Somebody somewhere on the side or maybe weird Al basically helped him get it. And he made a huge bet that he would lose. And then they both pocketed. That, now that we're be, talking. I hope weird that would Al, be hilarious. If, if like, that's turns out weird Al is a degenerate gambler and he knew he was going to win. This, so to yes. Yes. <laughs> or like, it was like a, a Donahue scandal, like the, the NBA ref where they're just like, all those guys are like, we're all just betting on this guy every year. <laughs> To just win the fucking Grammys, and you probably he was the longest odds. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And then they had basically, oh, he can't win another year in a row, and they keep that. <laughs> yeah, he's longer on. He's train rolling till eventually, on like the fifth year, people are like, I'm going to start betting on this guy winning. Like time to turn the tables. George Carlin, we're going to bet against him. We're going to short that guy, and bam, million extra bucks in your pocket. Yeah, and then just the, like the plus one twenty, George Carlin takes it down, and everybody gets busted. That yeah, one I like, Avi. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's why I believe the whole like refs are awful sort of thing. Because yeah. you know that they're that that's that's the easiest way. Someone's making money off it. You're like, all right, that makes sense. All Not because right. they care about the teams. Yeah. All right. Th- thanks <laughs> yeah. for calling, Avi. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, that I like. If there's something going on like that where Weird Al was betting on Peter Shickley to take it down, holy shit, would that not be the greatest? Greatest thing. Shout out, by the way, to the goob who won the the membership, I channel membership I just gave away. Shout out to him. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. Is this Danny? This is Danny. Who am I speaking with? Danny, just give me one moment. I'm going to connect my headphones. Okay. In very low value fashion, I pick up the phone and then I get put on hold. And if you guys want to talk about a conspiracy, because this is hello, uh, how are you doing? I'm excellent. I don't want to give away too much about you, but I can say that you're from Canada. But a thing just came out today. There's this fucking Arrive Can app about the previous caller. So the government of Canada made this app where you have to like basically to get into the country, you got to fill out this app. And then they came out and said it cost fifty four million dollars. Do you see that? 
No, I did not. The ArriveCan app, which like then these hackers were like, yeah, we made this app in two days. And it cost mm. the government $54 million to make a fucking app. That was like the like a few people were able to reproduce in two days. So uh, I saw I saw a report. I saw a report that said that um, in Australia, those camps that they had for quarantining people. I don't know if it was nationally or just specifically in like one province, yeah. but essentially it, they only housed like 2000 people and per person, it was like $250,000. Oh, I believe, I that, believe that, it. Like, but that even, was, which is just absurd. Insane. That even makes a little more sense though. Cause you're like, they have to like build a structure and they have to pay all these people. Yeah. This is well, like a for sure. App. But it is still absurd though. Yeah. yeah I had, yeah, I had yeah, a friend of mine, sure. uh, this comedian, Evan Demeray who he was mm. doing comedy in Australia and he was in one of those mm. camps and then he filmed this woman mm. trying to escape and it ended up being like on the news and shit. It was pretty fucking funny. Um, wow. Anyways, so. Yeah, no, I saw some crazy videos. Anyway, so I have something for you, Danny. Yes. I would like you to search up National Security uh, Study Memorandum 200, okay? And then click on the Wikipedia. It's not a very long article and there's references under and I also have the page number, sir, numbers within the specific document. Okay. It's on the nixonlibrary.gov. This is it from April. Sorry, no. I would, I, would, I, would rather go, I would rather go to the Wikipedia. And then on the Wikipedia, when you go down to the references, there's a USAID uh, link. Okay. And that's the one that's the full study. Okay. Uh, it might be hard for me to do it right here. I see the references. Just give us a little, what's the study? Just give us the, the no worries. here. Okay. So essentially, essentially, since we were talking about, oh, you know, I'll believe anything that has to do with money. Okay. Yeah. This is not a conspiracy. This is an actual, uh, like piece of, of research that was given to the U S government as advice on foreign policy. And it was, it was made by Henry Kissinger, and it was adopted by the United States government. Okay. So it's known as the Kissinger Report. And essentially, in this report, it talks about how they need to control the population of lesser developed countries, because these lesser developed countries, if their populations grow, it makes it more, more difficult to control them and extract resources from those countries. And so one of the solutions that they provide... Uh, as a remedy to this issue is uh, family planning, they put it. And in the document, it discusses the promotion of, you know, like contraceptives as well as abortion. Okay. And if you look in the Wikipedia here, it discusses at the bottom here how Peru, the Peruvian government and the Nigerian government both went, to, went against the United States government, basically saying, like, you basically forcefully sterilize people in our country. We oh, know, yeah, I'm looking at the, example, yeah, the, bo the bottom of it here. It says the global strategy defined mm -hmm. for the last quarter of the last century by the United States government in order to obtain a decrease in the birth rate. That's what yeah. that is, right? So, sterilization for example, yeah. So, for example, if we look at um, in the in the document of the USAID link, I don't know if you can open that or not, but if you could open that on page um, 83, there is a whole list of like. Uh, basically, like things that they're going to do. Yep. Uh, like a whole list of actions that they're going to take, and I'm just going to get to it myself right now. I don't know if you remember me, Danny, but I'm the monkeypox uh, conspiracy individual. Uh, do you remember that? No. What What was it again? 
the the nuclear threat initiative. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me the other document. Yeah, there's no page number. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, The USAID one. Yeah, actually, I found it. Yeah, so I think it's page eighty-three. An alternative view. So page eighty-three. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the U.S. make an all-out commitment to major limitations of world population with all the financial and international as well as domestic political costs that would entail. So basically just the the TLDR here is the United States was essentially trying to sterilize other parts of the go, they went on the offensive to sterilize other countries. Yeah, and then and then there's like uh I just want to see here. Um so there was one specific one that I really thought was interesting and it was talking about basically how if you do this you don't want it to come off as if, you know, you're an imperialist, so-called. <laughs> That's basically what it was saying. You don't want the country. like, And it also talks about, like, this is a very large document, but it basically yeah. talks about, like, how young people are more, like, unstable because, you know, they can get upset with the status quo and stuff like that. And so, like, they actually pose, like, a threat to the government, okay. right? Yeah, of course. And, uh it basically just talks about how they need to keep a, a low population of young people and they need to just basically, they, they want to get to, um, what's it called? Like when you replacement birth rate, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. They just want to, they just want to maintain replacement birth rate in these countries. They just, yeah. They just don't want their population this is not growing. A conspiracy. Or... This is because they want to control them and extract the resources. But this is literally just not a, this is literally not, yeah, it's not a, a conspiracy. conspiracy. That's the thing. This, this is, is not like a conspiracy. Actual, like, this yeah, is, this is, but it's this probably, not a conspiracy, but it was, but, but it is, it is actually in a sense, it is actually a conspiracy because it is the United States conspiring on their own <laughs> against the will of these nations. Right? Well, that's so, the like, thing. This is a, this is a conspiracy. Yeah, this is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. It's just not a conspiracy I don't want to say theory. that because exactly it's an actual conspiracy yeah like, but it would have been inspiring <laughs> yeah but it would have been at some point it would have been a theory where it people would have said this like in all yeah. for sure yeah for sure Crazy. It Dude, confidential this... like on all of this yeah it says confidential like, on every page like, declassified all, uh... yeah but man i honestly recommend everyone looks this up there's another one i can't remember what it was called oh it's called global 2000 that's the other one. And it's basically like they talk about like what's the world going to look like in the year 2000. This one also really focuses on the year 2000. I just put it in the link but, if people want to look at it. I put it in the chat. Yeah, honestly, it's it, it's crazy. Like, fuck. Like, it, All right, well, you it, know what? Maybe like, we'll, have man, a, we'll have a little peek at this during our Patreon episode because, yeah, that is kind of some wild yeah, shit man, on there. Definitely. All right, cool. Thanks for calling in, buddy. on it, man. All right. Have a good one, man. See you yeah, later. Right. I got to say... I love the conspiracy episodes because some of you know so much about this shit. And I feel like if I let you go, you guys could talk. You guys can have your own shows, like just an hour. Each of you just going an hour. And we'll go late because uh, we're going to go a little longer because it seems like it's the will of the people. So we'll keep going. Um, hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, Danny. It's John in Michigan. John in Michigan. How you doing, pal? Hi, good. So I just had my first uh, interview today. I just graduated uh, from PA school. So I'm trying to get my first. uh, What do you mean PA school? Uh, Physician assistant. So it's like a a nurse practitioner. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I wanted to either. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Thank you. Uh, So it's kind of depressing trying to get a job now. But if you wanted to ask me. As a nurse? As a physician assistant. Physician assistant. But isn't that very high in demand? 
It is, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay in one area. Right, and right. You don't want to move. To, and yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear you. Yeah, I hear. yeah. So anyway, uh, if you wanted to ask me about any uh, conspiracies or interesting things I might have run into uh, in my education over the past three years, or um, I... Are you trying to like? I feel like this is this is you're trying to lead me to something. Why don't you just tell me? No, no, no. I like uh, from what I've seen from being on the inside. Okay, uh, working in hospitals. Yeah, et cetera, I mean, what, what's the crazy shit you've seen? Oh well, uh, I would certainly. <laughs> I was well. I I would say that um, a lot of the uh, kind of hysteria over COVID sure. is. Uh, top down a lot in a hospital. Uh, they kind of say what uh, hospital administration says, what goes on, or even. Yeah, well, uh, there was, I mean, it's come out. There were financial incentives. I, I mean, I think that's like not even debatable at this point where they, they did, like, you know, even the Fauci was like, yeah, we have to make a distinction between died of COVID and with COVID, and that. The dying of COVID was financially incentivized, which is why people kept getting marked as such, right? Like, I don't, I don't even think that's, that's not a conspiracy any longer. No, no, not even that. But just probably, the, um, we'll, probably we'll get my YouTube channel nuked. But um, follow me on Rumble, slash Danny Polishuk, or maybe Danny Jokes is one of those two. But, um, anyways, so yeah, I, I think that's understood. But is there anything you saw like that that really were you like kind of was you were taken aback maybe not necessarily covid related or is it all just kind of covid stuff um i i think a lot of the doctors are kind of just hesitant in a big health system to uh say like yeah but the evidence says otherwise just because um you know if, if you don't want to be the squeaky wheel that has to be talked to. I mean, I remember very early on in COVID and there were these doctors on YouTube. This was like, you know, in maybe April or May of 2020. And they were like, they were just going on YouTube and posting videos being like, hey, just like the ventilators are not the right solution here. They're actually doing like more harm than good. Uh, and they were just like, look, just like what's going on is like, it's like it's breaking people's like, like I can't remember the exact thing, but it's like it's it's really damaging people to use these ventilators, and they shouldn't be. And at the time, they were like these heretics. You know, there were people who were like, "How dare you question this?" And they were just like, "Look, it's just my medical opinion that I don't think it's a good idea." Yeah, and and it, it seems like that would go farther than it actually does. But in like a giant healthcare system, um, you know, you're just you're replaceable. Mm. I mean, that's understandable. Just, yeah. Additionally, I would say that we were uh, forced to get the vaccine, whether we wanted it or not, in the program. And I kind of uh, resent the program that I went through just because, you know, I worked five years to get into this program. And then starting at the beginning of it, they said, oh, yeah, if you want to keep going, you know, you you don't quit. Exactly. I mean, that's a lot of people, though. Like, you know, I, I don't I wouldn't say you're unique in there. Like that's a oh, lot no. of people who are like, yeah, I, if, if I had my absolute free will, I'm like, I probably wouldn't take this. I'm sure most people still who did would have, but I'm sure there's a large portion of people who are like, yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they said, you know, no questions, you know, you can't even, uh, ask questions about this. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in and hopefully YouTube doesn't uh, nuke my channel for this. Uh, thanks. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. Uh, by the way, shout out to everybody who's watching now. We're over 200. That's the first time ever. So that's pretty cool. And I appreciate you all. 
Hello, next call, low value mail. Hi. Hey, what is up? Well, I I had one. <clears throat> I had another money trail. I thought I'd bring up. Okay. Yes. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit sensitive for your for your channel, though. I I am hesitant to go down the COVID type line, but I don't think this. I think this like sneaks in a bit. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it, it I don't know. Like, it's, it's such a moving. Yeah, it's such a moving target with this stuff too. Like. There, yeah. there's essentially YouTube has two things you're really not allowed to go like pretty hard on, which is COVID and the election. But like, it's not like you can't right. talk about it. So I don't know if in their minds, if you dedicate too much of the show to it, then it becomes, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, I, I don't have any strikes on my channel. So, uh, cool. well, it's, uh, it's, all, it's about everyone's favorite blackface enthusiast. Yeah. So, um, JT, yeah, did you hear uh, that the, yeah, Justin the, Trudeau. Did you hear that the Arrive Can app cost fifty four million dollars? That just came out today. I was watching. I was watching. Yeah, I. I but I heard from you or whatever just oh, okay. a couple yeah, minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, wild. Um. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's wild, but it also like my lady's uh, getting into software development, so it's like I don't know. I mean. <laughs> You know, she was one of those people making $54 million. That's, Well, that's the I'm thing, that. is when but, they go yeah. kind of do an audit, they're like, oh, we just wasted it on nothing, and, like, it could have been done for $1 million. Like, it's not like it should have cost yeah. ten grand, but, like, it didn't need to cost $54 million. No, I totally get it. I was just, it's, it's you know, it yeah. opens my eyes to the, the lucrative government shit. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so the thing that people are asserting, and uh, I've dived into this a little bit, and it's sort of, fizzles out they're asserting that he makes money and is invested into the biotechnological basis of the vaccination of uh, the mrna vaccine system okay you're saying trudeau yeah um there's this company uh there's a couple companies that come up when you look into this uh one is i believe it's uh arbutus bio biochemical and then there's acuitus uh, medical technologies or something like that okay Are and they're both Quebec, actually Quebec, kind of tied Quebec companies no, they're out of BC. Oh, they're um, okay. Yeah, because the next thing is that that's actually a little bit tied to UBC, and this is where I can't get the information any further. Where I'm like, okay, so all three of these companies are involved. What they did is they invented the, the lipid nanoparticle, okay, which is the uh, it's this it's this nanoparticle that's what they encase the mRNA in. It's sort of like the silver bullet that actually makes this thing work. It's how you get the mRNA into the cell, and it was invented in Vancouver and. Uh, yeah, the conspiracy asserts that he's invested into these companies and uh, stands to profit jab by jab worldwide. And like, when you look at that, it's like, oh, that's why he ordered 500 million vaccines for a country with 40 million population. Is that true? He ordered 500 million doses? Yeah, there's something crazy like that. If you were looking it up, there was like way too many. And it was like, you know, delivered in stages, but it was something like 500 million where it was like 10 jabs a person. Like if you didn't get up, it was like 10 jabs a person for five years or something. That's why it was crazy. I mean, what one person like, who made absolutely cleaned up was uh, Doug Ford because his family owns this thing. Yeah. De- Deco labels and printing. This yeah, printing I heard company. all about that. Yeah, and like his net worth went up some sort of like astronomical figure because yeah. his that company so it's for people who don't know he's the premier or governor of Ontario which is the biggest province and 
he's like family's fairly corrupt and pretty well known, and he threatened to run me over on TV. So I don't have a ton of uh, sympathy for him. But uh, he, <laughs> he, his company just like made all the labels for everything, all the fucking six feet apart, and every bullshit label is just like was made by his company. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's classic Canadian politics. It's all. It's I think that's just non-stop. politics everywhere. I don't think that's unique to Canada. I think there should have. I, I mean, not unique, but I, I, I think that we. It's there's this level of like apathy, and it just keep like people get angrier about it elsewhere. Is basically, I guess, what I mean. Yeah, but I don't know. In America, it's like they, they still are fairly. You know, most of the people are still fairly apathetic about it as well. You know, they, yeah, I mean, they, I they know what goes true. on, like, you know, the, even the, the Hunter Biden stuff and like and, you know, all stuff happening on Trump's side. Like, obviously, not everyone is, but a lot of people are just like, if it's your side, it gets such a pass when it happens on your That's side. True. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. Peace. OK, we're going to for our subscribers and Patreons, we're going to start a little late today uh, just because it seems like. This is, people are enjoying this, and we are cooking. All right. We got a call. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Oh, we lost him. It's a conspiracy that we lost him. And, uh, yes, no, the crack smoker was Rob Ford. I made a movie about him. It's called Filth City. And if you have Tubi, which is on pretty much every TV now, Tubi, go search Filth City, and you can watch my movie. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? This is Lucas. Hey, can you hear Lucas. Me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How's it going? I've got, I've got two two conspiracies for you. One of them is is completely proven, and it just happened. Okay. Um, this is there's something called Fat Bear Week in Alaska. Okay. Fat Bear Week. Fat Bear Week. They just they just have of these bears. The park rangers like have bears that they uh, take pictures of and stuff. Okay. And then we'll just vote to to say like which bear is the fattest, like who's the fattest bear. They vote who the fattest bear is. Yeah, and then they kill yeah. it. No, I don't think they kill it. It's just like a. It's just like who's the fattest bear. It's I. It's just it's just like a gimmick from the park. I don't but really know what, why. What, what's the purpose of it? I have no idea what the purpose is. It's just like an internet thing. They just fat. They who the fat bear is. I guess it gets publicity for the park and uh, and stuff like that. But that's a conspiracy. No, no, no. The conspiracy is oh. that you could up. There was just an article about it. Is that the but the boats have been getting stuffed. Like this, one of the bears named Holly. There's like there was like nine thousand votes that were just fake. People would stuff in the ballots to like get this one specific bear to be fatter than the other ones. What? <laughs> yeah. What and do they get out of it? I don't know what they get out of it. Is the thing, but it's confirmed that this is. This is a thing that happened. I'm guessing maybe there's a so man. There's been. I'm like. I honestly thought you were prank calling me right now, and then I googled it, and I'm like, yeah, Fat Bear Week. All these articles, Fat Bear Week hit by voter fraud attempt. Fat Bear Week winner crowned after cheating scandal. Yeah. What the fuck? So many cheating scandals recently. Says after a six day battle and vast amounts of salmon, Fat Bear Week has a winner. What the fuck? All right. Fat bear week conspiracy where there's been cheating to crown the fattest bear. Not to be confused with the fattest bear competition at the gay pride parade in New York City every year. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. That is that is weird as shit. I don't get that, but I'll probably look into that. 
Uh, I might maybe on the Patreon. We might look into Fat Bear Week a little bit more. Um, All right, cool. Thanks for calling in. Sure thing. All right. I don't know. That's yeah. I I thought he was fucking with me. I really thought he was fucking with me, and uh, I was certain that he was screwing with me, and he is not. So okay, we have someone. Oh, all right. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Danny, what? I've been trying to get through to you all weekend. All weekend? Like, like all all night long I've been trying to get through to you, and it's just been going to call fail. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the conspiracy episodes, uh, people really uh, like to come out for them. So, what? anyway, yes. I've, got, I've got a good conspiracy for you. Okay. So, you see, like, the government has been working with the media and the Jews yes. in order to... I know what he did there. That is what we like to call a bit of a joke. Or he's dead now, but he's probably not dead. But that was funny. That was good stuff. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Good. How are you? Good. This is Kirk. Um, I got a conspiracy theory for you. Nice, Kirk. Let's, Let's hear it. So this is a little bit of a deep cut. Uh, I grew up Mormon. You know much about Mormons? I know a little bit. So you're from like Utah? Are they no, all? Are not, they're not all in Utah or near Utah? No, no, uh, no. I'm in San Diego. San Diego. So no, I, I know a little. Mormons is what Joseph Smith? Yeah, Joseph Smith starts a church in uh, New York and then moves a whole group of people across the country. Right. Someone who was I talking? Oh no, I was. I just did this podcast uh, with. Uh, Chris O'Connor and Tommy Pope, the stuff Island. And they, I didn't realize it, but I guess they, they like they were polygamists. And then the government was like, we're literally sending the army. in if you don't stop. And then they're like, yeah, I spoke to God. And he said, we're not polygamists anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how yeah God backs down uh, just at the right time. Just at the right time. So, yeah. So, okay. But all of that stuff, that's all, that's all common knowledge. Right. So here, this is the real deep cut about Mormons. So, um, Joseph Smith was all into uh, visionary, uh, both philosophy and also, it turns out, medicine. He and his family uh, like grew. Yeah, so he grew like ginseng, and he would go to and trade it with Native Americans, and they would give him uh, mushrooms, and, and he learned about peyote and stuff. Okay. And so this guy did a study, because one of the weird things about Mormonism is all these people wrote about their early meeting meetings at Mormon churches, and they all did have visions. And so the theory is, is that Joseph Smith was douse, or dosing uh, everybody at his congregations. He'd have these huge sacraments, yeah. and afterwards everybody would have visions. And this guy did a paper where is if you uh, track the kinds of visions that people had and wrote about in their journals, they matched the psychedelic plant of whatever part of the country they they were oh, that time. I definitely believe the psychedelic use and in sort of like real, all the religion stuff. Like you're like, that just makes total sense that yeah. they, everybody was just on mushrooms or whatever, like some sort of psychedelic drug. So they start out with mushrooms in the East. And then when they get kind of into the middle of America, there's this psychedelic called Detura that is, it's like the screaming banshee of like psychedelics. It just like makes you lose your mind. Okay. And uh, there's this, there's this um, really famous thing in Mormonism called the, uh, the uh, dedication of the Kirtland Temple. And they, had, they built a temple in Kirtland, Ohio. And when everybody was in there, like 
things just went insane. They said angels were swooping through, like blowing trumpets in people's faces. And the, the, the theory is, is that Joseph for the first time uh, dosed his congregation with the Torah. And it was way more than <laughs> anyone was expecting. And that, and this was in, I'm looking up, this was in 1836 that this happened, which mushrooms yeah. must've hit way different in the 1800s. Yeah. It, well, yeah. And but I this mean, isn't no even one... mushrooms. Well, it started off. It started off as mushrooms because, like, uh, like Amanita muscaria mushrooms were, were all around up where uh, he started off. And then there's also periods where it looked like he was using um, peyote, yeah, <laughs> uh, on them. So I don't know. And then it's funny because then Joseph Smith gets murdered, and then all of a sudden all the <laughs> all the visions stop. Yeah, they lost like, the plug. Everybody's like, dude, this church used to be way more fun. Like, yeah, I don't know, well, it's gone enough, downhill. The plug died. And, anyway, uh, I thought uh, that was an awesome... is does Mormon um like because I imagine there's some sort of Mormon art or like some sort of you know from the time is it psychedelic in nature at all like how you would see like you know Mayan and stuff where you're like clearly they were just hallucinating on psychedelics and they were just it's drawing Mormon. It. Mormon art is basically like pioneer boring time stuff. Right. You know, they're pretty, pretty drab. Some of the, some of the religious philosophy that Joseph Smith gets into is like straight up, like esoterica, like, uh, he stole the entire temple ceremony from the Masons. Like he got to be a fifth level Mason and then took their temple ceremony, which the Masons never forgave the Mormons for. <laughs> they still have beef. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're still pissed about it, and Mormons still do the exact same Mason Temple ceremony in the temples where people aren't allowed to go. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm know. a font oh. of Mormon, uh, Mormon bullshit. Are you, still, are you still a Mormon or no? No, I uh, I, I made it all the way through and did my mission, uh, but that was back in like 2000, and so I've been out for just a little over 20 years. Gotcha. And now, like, uh, do you get kind of like excommunicated if you leave? Um, they only excommunicate you if you're like somewhat of an, uh, importance or, uh, you know, of some consequence. Uh, so nobody's given a shit about me yet, oh, but that's good. So you don't like lose your whole family and shit. No, actually my family's way cool. Uh, nice. they, I, I found Mormon families tend to be pretty cool with the, with the black sheep. They're, you know, they're not bad people. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. From my experience, so. they're not bad people at all. I actually tend to like them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man, great show. All right, thanks. Bye. I look at the chat. Everybody's trying to get a membership for JJ. What JJ doesn't need a membership. I'll send him the fucking link for the Patreon if he wants to come hang. He doesn't need a membership. He has my phone number. Hello. Thanks for calling a little value mail. Oh shit! You made it. I got a mouthful of popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to call in. Yeah, I can barely hear you. I don't know if you're on a weird uh, microphone or something. But... Here, let me see this. This might be better. Yes. Are you on a... Hey, is that better? That is better, yeah. That is much better. How's it going? All right, I'm I'm driving. Um, my name's AJ. Hey, how's it going, AJ? Oh, it's going, man. Um, love the show. Thank you. So what, what you got? What we got in the Well, I live... Uh, you might actually know my area. I live right below BC. Okay. Um, like near the ferry? Or like you're saying in America? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Just, uh, just I can see Canada from my backyard. Oh, okay. I, I don't know the exact, but I've driven through there before. What's the what's the mount? The big mountain there, Mount uh... Mount Baker. Mount Baker, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like north. Yeah, north, so north, I, north I live in in Blaine, Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know Blaine, Washington. Yeah, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, my um, 
The guy, my lawyer who did my visa was there. Okay, nice. Because it's like they all are right on the border. Because so they do like both of them or whatever, you know. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. But I got a little bit of a local conspiracy. Okay. So right at the uh, the height of the lockdowns, right when they shut down the Canadian border. Yep. Um. Right before that, there was a Antifa train derailing in Custer here. And right after the lockdown, we started seeing a spike in uh, Homeland Security cars, supposedly in connection with that. So, sorry, uh, Antifa derailed. Why did Antifa... Isn't it, I feel like that would be more like a Greenpeace thing would derail a train. Why did right? It, why did Antifa derail a train? Well, we never got more of an explanation. So all they said was that they thought Antifa did it, and then no follow up, nothing. That's that That's seems really, out of character for what was the tr- what was the train like a passenger train or was it a no it was it was like an oil train. See, doesn't that seem like I, I guess Antifa has like a Greenpeace overlap, but that seems like that doesn't even make sense for Greenpeace to do because what would happen? It would spill everywhere, and then Greenpeace would be like, see. Yeah, they had to evacuate all the houses in like a ten mile radius. It was crazy. And you were evacuated personally? Oh, my parents were. So they live in Ferndale, okay. just uh, just past Custer. It's a very local conspiracy. Yeah. But I started seeing all this Homeland Security traffic. And I was, you know, a little curious, kind of poking around. And so I started noticing the route they were driving every single day. And I started thinking, okay, well, if they're going to lock down the border and really tighten things up during COVID... This would be the perfect spot to do it. You know, we're right, right on the border. There's only one highway, very few back roads, you know. Yeah. Um, they've got Homeland Security. Their Department of Transportation is obligated to, to comply with them after the Patriot Act. And they shut down this rest stop up here. And other areas were reporting that they were, uh, they were using rest stops to kind of, you know, see where people were traveling this is peak peak government freaking out about traveling and stuff yeah during covid and and there was no follow-up with the whole antifa the train nothing like they never got to the bottom of it there were no arrests nothing no no follow-up other than that was why homeland security was here interesting um and, and what so do you I, think do you think it's just covid related that they were like, do you think they're, that that's related to anything, or they just kind of use that as an excuse for something else? Yeah, well, I think they use the train derailment as an excuse to get Homeland Security here to set up, like, pinch points for, for traffic if they ever have to lock down again. So they shut down this rest stop. I found their, their little parking lot where they were parking their cars was right behind a rest stop they shut down. And there was this really weird day where I drove by and they had like eight or nine oil trucks, like the tanks, the semi trucks that were unmarked other than a company name of a company that doesn't exist. Really? You know that it doesn't exist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love investigating this stuff. And this this company does not exist in the state <laughs> of Washington at the very least. Okay. Um, but they're all parked there at this rest stop, but it was shut down and nobody could get in. There was a Homeland Security truck there, and then nothing ever came of it. They just 
drove off and eventually opened the rest stop up after they opened the border up. It was really weird. Damn, that's kind of cool and weird. Because, yeah, the, the fact that, like, there's... So what do you think was in that uh, truck? I have no clue. I mean, it was strange that you got that oil train and you got these oil trucks, but nothing ever came of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not for I, the public. I'm sure maybe they accomplished whatever they needed to. Right. Or wanted to. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. It's 11 o'clock. We're going to go to 11.15, and then we're going to start the after show at 11. 30 uh thank you again everybody and eight more likes i'll give away another channel membership and again i appreciate you all joining in for a landmark episode of low value mail um where we we've never had this many many viewers i'm pumped about it uh i thank you all the phone lines are open for 15 more minutes that was a weird one i will say oh actually you know what i said i was gonna call somebody back and then i didn't so let me do that while we're at it. Thanks to everybody on Rumble who uh, is watching and on YouTube. Of course, five more likes and I'll give away another channel membership. Let's do this. Hey, Danny. Hey, what's up, dude? Good show tonight. Thank you, thank you. That's been a fun. First, I got. I have a conspiracy tonight. But first of all, that call from Goob was totally lit. That was he was lit. Huh? You've had yet. That was he was lit. Flat Earth is bullshit, but he's right that flat Earthers are way more hooked up than most people. I mean, to a degree, I agree. I agree to that extent. The flat Earth one, I could, that was the one where I go, I can't even get behind this as a conspiracy, as like a fun conspiracy theory, because there's just so many, like, for, at least from my brain, so many like logical holes in it where I go, like, I can't even, like, there's so many ones where I don't believe them, but I can at least like understand. Uh, oh, fuck, that might lose you. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're still there. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, so the Michelle Obama thing, I've heard that before a long time ago, and the Michael Obama theory that you got tonight doesn't add up to me because if she was becoming a man now, why would they bury that when going trans is like the most popular thing you could possibly do for attention? Uh, and and I agree with you. Power and everything. Totally. I agree with you on that. And also like they talk about maybe her eventually running for president and you're like, if she was just trans now? Like, yeah, it's be like, like in the bag. Yeah, in the bag. Like, like the Democratic Party would be begging her to go trans. But he's right about all that shit. Like, there is those pictures that totally look like balls, but you can play it off as weird outfits. And the name drops have totally happened as well. But the theory I've seen is that if you look way back into Obama's college days, there's some some type of correspondence from him where he talks about a man named Michael in a in a, an intimate way. So, but not sexual. So anyways, my theory is about the Canadian, and it's funny you mentioned that about the Arrive Can thing. It's not about the Arrive Can, it's about the Canadian COVID passport, the vaccine passports that they pushed out when everything got lit. I saw this video back when they were first, it wasn't rolled out yet, but it was still being developed. And somebody dropped a video anonymously online, and it looks like it's from a developer. And I've dropped it into your Discord. If anybody wants to go see this, it's in the Clips Discord. Okay. And it's uh, it's like a for internal use only screenshot of like what looks to be somebody who's actually working on the app. And I think he probably took this image and then released it because he knew what he was working on was really greasy. But obviously, he's not going to identify himself. 
And in it, he claims that this is what's held in the QR codes or somebody who has received this image is claiming that the QR codes have this information stored in them. And basically it's a database output that shows a bunch of tables of information linked to a person's vaccine passport. I think it's incorrect that this is being stored in the QR code because that doesn't make sense with how QR codes work. But okay. it does make sense that this would be stored in the database that the QR code is linking to. Yeah. And within this, you can see name, address, social insurance number, credit score, firearms licenses, firearms prohibitions, no-fly list status, religion, political memberships, pre-crime index, which sounds like a, like a propensity. It's to like minority. Crime, it's like minority report. Exactly, and it's labeled from Public Health Agency of Canada, Canadian Immunization Registry and Coverage Network. So it's basically like a demo screen from an app that would be in development, and it makes sense because. The government of Canada, when they finally launched this app and they pushed it out on everybody, they were really adamant that everybody should get this and put it on your smartphone. And even if you don't have the vaccine, you should still get the app. That way, when you go somewhere, you can still scan in. What the fuck reason do you have of scanning when you don't even have the vaccine? The, but the idea is that they're testing for compliance and they want everybody to get this thing on their phone and then you're part of the system. And we know that the Trudeau government, the entire cabinet, is totally in bed with the W, uh, WEF, the World Economic Forum. Yep. And that's undeniable. And it's also undeniable that the World Economic Forum has said that they want to move to digital IDs and digital currency and uh, digital social credit systems. Like all these things are out in the open and they're not even making secrets about them. So the theory is that the Canadian Vax passport is basically a trial run of the w, uh, digital ID and currency system to basically test for compliance, get it out in the wild, get people complacent about having shit like that on their phone. And so many people here in Canada were like that. They're like, well, I want to go out for dinner. I'll just I'll just put this thing on my phone. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, which was, was most, yeah it was most people. They're like, what's the big deal? And they just rolled over so easy. So that's what it is. And anybody who's on the Discord, go in the Discord, click channel. I'm looking at it right now. It, it, looks, shit on there. it looks pretty official, this thing. I, I guess it's possible. Someone, like, you, you could know, fake this. You could fake for this. For sure. But this was way back before the thing was rolled out. Right. And uh, and it's it all, all the other pieces of evidence, I think, make this seem fairly plausible. But I admit that it's still an unproven uh, theory, and that's course. my theory. Cool. Great Thanks, show JR. tonight. Thank nice you, to talk to you. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Shout out to JR for helping me with my Discord, too, because he was a fucking mess until he showed up. So thank you uh, to JR and thank you to everybody uh, who has joined us this evening and the new members who are all uh, here. All right. We got another call. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's up? Um, have, you, have you heard of the Skeleton Conspiracy? The witch conspiracy? The Skellington conspiracy? Skellington? Yeah. I have not. I have not uh, heard of the Skellington conspiracy. I'll break in. All right. So Skellingtons have been taking over the world for thousands of years. Don't believe me? Look inside. There's a skeleton inside you right now. Skeleton. You're saying skeleton. Skellington. It doesn't matter how you spell it. It's stupid. Like, are you talking about the skeleton in my body? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, skeleton. Yes. 
and that's a conspiracy? Yeah, yeah, the skeleton conspiracy, dude. They've been taking over for like thousands of years, bro. Like everyone's got a skeleton right inside them, bro. <laughs> All right. And what's the conspiracy? Uh, they're, just, they're just taking over, bro. All right. All right, cool. Thanks, man. The skeleton. I thought he was saying Skellington, and I was literally looking up the Skellington conspiracy. And the crazy thing is, something actually came up. There's a thing that says Jack Skellington conspiracy, uh, but it's from Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. And that was the conspiracy. And then I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Uh, that was a bit of a dad joke. Yeah, that was a bit of a dad joke. All right. The phone lines are open for a little bit longer. Again, if you would like to join us on the after show, uh, we'll be doing it starting at 1130. A little late. I know it's late for some people, but it is what it is. Uh, thank you very much again, everybody, for uh, for joining with us. And you know what? Although if there's no, if we've run out of callers... Then maybe we'll just we'll wrap this. I have an email. Uh, this is from I have an email actually. We'll, we'll read this, and as it always goes, because I got an email in the middle of the show, is I'll read this, and then as I start reading this, someone will call. So it says for the cow guy, uh, it says, "Hey, I'm from Central Florida, of course, fucking of course, always. It's always how it goes." All right, well I'll read it on the Patreon. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. What's going on? Oh, I know that raspy voice is Tony Scarboni. How's it going, dude? What's going on, man? Um, oh, what a day today. Um, <laughs> conspiracies. <laughs> what a day today. Oh, fuck. What a day today. Uh, fucking, well, tell me about the conspiracy of my drone suddenly fucking falling from the sky. Anyway, um, arrive cam. Yeah. So apparently, just to update on, I used to use this app all the freaking time. And update on that they turned it around like it what it once once was you log in now and it's basically your it's like a de- it's a it's an advanced uh, declaration for uh like airport like declaring stuff like whatever you're bringing in through the airport like anything to do with vaccines and passports and all that shit it's completely gone yeah what do you mean like uh, anything like you, you before you'd have to like, yeah, you had to put all your, yeah, you had to put all your like, yeah, all that stuff that's out of it now. All that shit is gone. Well, now it's basically the only way to salvage spending 40 or $54 million on is they're saying, Hey, you can just like do your declaration in an app in advance versus like, I mean, pre COVID that you had that, that rectangular piece of paper that you have to fill out and put in the machine. So now they're like, Oh, at least we'll find a use for this by streamlining the process a little bit, I guess. Yeah, um, I wonder where all that data went. But like, I also oh, I looked it's somewhere, into. That's for sure. Yeah, I fucking fifty-four million dollars. Holy shit, that's got to be the greatest. Like, I think like the fact that the thing was mandated, like you guys were saying in the Patreon voice cast. Um, uh, imagine like they got their the government was their own uh, for the vaccine makers. The government was their own. Uh, marketer and like imagine making a product where the government mandated that you take it or buy it or whatever. I mean, it's genius. Yeah, that's fucking that's the greatest conspiracy of all. Oh yeah, I mean, there's and a lot I of think, conspiracies. Yeah, you, Just the question are are the what are the theories? There's no question at any given point. 
there's many government conspiracies going on of them doing all sorts of shady shit. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think as far as like compliance, like I'm sure there's a period of time where it's like a test, but like, look at the pushback that happened in the last uh, little bit. Um, well, just because the pushback is like everybody's like, we don't need this shit anymore. Let us just go back to living our fucking lives. Yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't that, isn't that kind of what it is? Is people are like, we just would like to have our lives back. Let us make our decisions. And that's, what, and that's what makes me think that the World Economic Forum will ultimately fail. Yeah. Nah, we'll see. I mean... We shall see. All right, Tony Scarboni, I'm wrapping this up on you. I appreciate you you calling in, dude. Rock and roll. All right, later. Rock and roll. All right, that has been the show, everybody. Thanks to all, every last one of you uh, for calling in and uh, watching the show. That was a banger. Everybody on, we got 300 people over on Rumble. Everybody who has uh, signed up to be a member on the YouTube, signed up for the Patreon. We've got a fun episode coming up on the Patreon in 15 minutes. I have been your host, Danny Paulschuk. God damn it, we have one more call. As always, I'm going to take it. Hello. Quickly. You are the last caller of the night. They got to him. They fucking got to him, as they always do. All right, that's been the show. Thanks very much, everybody. I've been Danny Paulschuk. Shout out to all of you. For joining the show, all the new members, all the patrons. We'll see some of you in a bit. The rest of you, I will see next week. And don't forget, no show next week. And if you're in Raleigh or Charlotte, Raleigh, Charlotte, Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm going to be there next week. Las Vegas, I'm going to be there this weekend for Skankfest, hanging out, doing some podcasts. Uh, Great show, everybody. Uh, I will see you all and talk to you all soon. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.